0: No, we've got an extra body in here as well with Wayne. (laughs) See, so I'm like a
1: radiator. He
0: is. (laughs) He's red hot. welcome to the trophy achievers podcast i'm chris and i'm joined by the man who always makes my trophy pop it's tom (laughs)
2: good evening good morning good afternoon whenever you listen to this nice Uh, and uh, and this is an exciting exciting first episode of the new podcast
0: it is yeah and uh, i like the truman show reference and i'm also loving the fact that you're still doing the the husky voice as well it's it's wicked
2: yeah i haven't quite got the confidence yet to go full normal voice but hopefully it's the uh as we go on, I'll get a bit more confident to
0: break into my normal voice. It's all good. I think people like it, actually. It gets my motor running anyway, so uh, but there you go. Um, and I'm also joined by the man who admitted he plays games on remote play when he's supposed to be concentrating in work meetings and subsequently has been shitting himself since our last recording, <laughs> hoping his bosses don't listen. It's Pete! I-, I was merely testing out the functionality,
3: and it works pretty really well, so yeah. Top that's
0: good you, you were doing research weren't you pete that's... exactly of course i was <laughs> there you go brilliant uh and finally a man who needs no introduction whatsoever so i just won't bother it's wayne
1: what no fantasy critic winner 2020
0: well <laughs> that was just the you know the test run i think <laughs> that doesn't count warm up. <laughs> yeah hello well, it's just a warm-up so um gentlemen This is awesome. Um, It's really cool to be back uh, behind the mic with all of you. Um, We thought that maybe it was going to be perhaps just a one-off or maybe a yearly show. Um, Hopefully, people have had a chance to listen to our last show that we released, or our first show, I should say, on uh, January the 10th. Um, Sorry, the 10th. Yes, that's right. January the 10th. which was essentially our first recording together and we filled 2021's gaming into a four-hour show so we decided that we had loads of fun and rather than wait for another 12 months to pass um that we'd record a monthly show rather than do just a four-hour show for the whole year um and there we go that was our eureka moment so um just want to say to you guys, thanks for joining me again. It's really cool. Um, like I said, we talk a lot on WhatsApp. We talk a lot of gaming, so we thought, why not record it and put something out? Yeah, I don't think
2: I don't think any of us could have anticipated the reaction that we got. The positive. Um feedback and comments on twitter i mean it just blew up then it? it was sensational so thank you to everyone who listened and gave the feedback because without you guys we wouldn't be doing this it's, it's we couldn't not not do it from the uh from the feedback we got it was incredible
0: yeah i well to be fair i didn't share the the, the few dms that i got off people saying please don't do that again um <laughs> because i didn't want to knock your confidence you know um especially you know who was that gormless idiot that you got sat next to you chris i had a few of them as well who's that bloke whispering um so it was that one with the w- somebody sneezing in the background you know because we're uh, we're purists and all that you know um but uh no it, it really is it's cool it's it's nice to um to be fair I, like you said I, i've had some nice comments uh dave is excited to listen to the show going forward as well particularly giving it a slightly different focus and angle it's all about gaming still but um it's going to be slightly different which i'll come to in a second uh, but no it's cool to to be joined by the uh, behind the mic again uh, but the next big decision was what to call the show. Um, we did think about the Fishy Pricks podcast in honour of the name given to us by Ben from uh, the same coin days way back when. Uh, but we did think that that might give off the wrong impression. And some people might actually turn up expecting us to talk about our Fishy Pricks, uh, taking it quite literally. Um, and, they, you know, we don't want to disappoint people. So it's
1: too old for that now. Well,
0: yeah, it's yeah. I mean, but we're all married. At, aren't we so uh, you know it, it it's definitely not sexual related so uh not it's not in my case anyway um and and that's kind of why i invite wayne round because you know i'm getting desperate so um but no it's um we uh then also tom decided or thought well this would be a good um, title for the podcast why don't we go with the husky voiced sex god and his three loser companions <laughs> Um, which to be fair, Wayne was quite keen on for some reason. I'm not sure why.
1: I always see Tom as a bit of a dog-tanyan type. Dog-tanyan?
0: yeah, or d'artanyan? No, dog-tanyan. Oh, I said right. it quite right oh, fair, so. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, anybody else watch The Musker as children? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I saw it, but before his time. I hope it's, I, I, I hope it's a good reference. Yeah, you, ba- you are basically the, the sort of the leader, aren't you? Of um, which, yeah. but there you go. Need
2: um, us, free oldies. Tell us how it's done. Oh sweet, oh sweet Jesus, we're in trouble. Yes, yeah. <laughs> trouble. <laughs>
0: um, but in the end, um, through Pete and Tom, I have to say, through their ingenuity um, and quick wittedness, we decided upon the Trophy Achievers podcast, um, which I'm quite happy with. I think that's quite cool. It's quite a nice name, isn't it? Yeah, I think we we wanted to mix
2: in not just PlayStation, but also. Xbox as well so achievements achievers
0: mm. and tra- <laughs> yeah say <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was kind
2: of how we came about it, wasn't it
0: yeah and I'm like, i like mean, to be fair I, I mean i don't know if this is, if there are any differences between achievements and trophies in terms of the content on them i think that are they i mean obviously you've got the exclusive games you're not going to get but say a multi platform game the achievements and trophies are going to be the same aren't They're they
3: generally the same, yeah. Yeah. pretty much yeah even across steam as well i think now
0: Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I always forget about Steam to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, they've got achievements as well. Are there any any other platforms that have got achievements? I think Origin Nintendo. has Origin what got the any?
1: Nintendo do? No, it's just um on a in a game basis with Nintendo generally. Yeah, it's, it's not an account or
3: system level, yeah. I won't say this. You can have achievements within the game itself, but it doesn't count to any bigger bigger score, trophy score okay okay Mm.
0: so um there we go now the format of the show each month will be sort of following this this general um if you like agenda to give it a formal title um so we'll discuss any interesting news that's happened over the past month um unfortunately there hasn't been anything interesting happening in january so we'll probably just skip over (laughs) that um uh and then what we've been achieving so the the discussion is going to be what we've been playing but with an emphasis on the trophy side of things and you know things that have stood out for us obviously wayne can join in on that as well um coming from an xbox point of view but it, it's just going to be about we're going to talk about some of the trophy sides of um, what we've been playing as well um any challenges that we've set up and how we're doing um I've got a bit of a challenge this year, which I talked about briefly. Uh, Pete has got an insane challenge, um, which I'm really interested to find out a bit more about. Um, so we'll, we'll do that. Um, any topics that we fancy chatting about? Anything that we've got on our mind? Um, I know we're going to have a little general discussion about video game guides when we're getting trophies, whether we use them, uh, do we find them uh, helpful, are there good sides, downsides, you know, things like that. Um what are our recommendations of the month? What in terms of what we've been playing, um, and then uh, what we've been looking forward to, or what we are looking forward to, I should say, in the following month. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, as Wayne alluded to, the you know he's the current king of the fantasy league. Um, can't see that happening again in 2022, but we'll see. It's early days, um, and what that is, and some general updates. And I think hopefully we'll be able to wrap that up into a nice two-hour bow. Um, for people to listen to on the way to work or um, while they're doing stuff who knows whatever it is so does that sound all right to everybody sounds good sounds good yeah sounds awesome cool awesome well there we go right then so let's move on to some of the news that's caught our eye So, as I mentioned, there's not much happened in January, has there? <laughs> it's been a bit quiet, um, you know. Um, uh, n- well, that was until Microsoft decided that they just wanted to spunk a load of money, um, uh, <laughs> to use a horrible phrase, but decided to just basically win the video gaming war, uh, if there is such a thing, and um, buy Activism Blizzard um, for... How much was it in the end? I think it was at 68 mil. Billions.
2: (laughs) Not a million we're talking about.
0: 68 billion, I think it was. Got to get your Dr. Evil on here. Billions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair to say this is pretty seismic news, really. It's one of those where you're thinking, is it April Fool's already? Um, But no... um, From my point of view, I just thought this was interesting looking at it because since Phil Spencer took over as the head of Microsoft Games and um, in 2014, they bought Mojang. And at the time, because I remember we were recording the same coin and we thought... Because they bought it for 2.5 billion, We thought that's a ridiculous amount of money. Um, but as it probably turns out, that was a bit of money they found in the back of the sofa. Um, <laughs> and then 2018, they bought Ninja Theory, Playground Games, Undead Labs, Compulsion Games, Obsidian. 2019, Double Fine. Um, and then I think again, uh, another bombshell, really, a uh, huge bit of news, was in 2020 when they decided to purchase um, Zenif- ZeniMax, which includes Bethesda, Arcane, Id stu- uh, Software, micro- uh, sorry, Machine Games, Tango GameWorks, uh, ZeniMax Online Studios, for 7.5 billion. And again, thought so that's a staggering amount of money. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that was that was stupid money then, and then this is
2: just, I mean. This is just mind boggling amounts of money.
0: It, it's, yeah, yeah it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, and then this month the the news came through that they've decided to buy uh, Activision, which includes Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, and Treyarch. Uh, it's huge. I mean, it really is. So, what do we think of this? I guess I'll come to you, Wayne, first, as somebody who's an Xbox gamer, uh, somebody who's got Game Pass. Um, what are your thoughts? What were your initial thoughts when you saw this?
1: Um, my initial thoughts were basically I wasn't surprised. It was rumored last year that um, Microsoft were going for a uh, a big one next. Um, it's a similar sort of money I believe to what Disney bought Fox for as well so it's, it's not unprecedented in the entertainment space um, of course I was excited with amount of games coming to Game Pass and then get the elephant in the room is is what they're going to do with Call of Duty um, It's I think it's since come out um, through stories that they think the next three Call of Duty's are 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 kind of signed contractually with PlayStation and already in development anyway, um, so we'd be looking at twenty twenty five possibly, um, maybe COD going exclusive, but yeah, I think I think the first thing I put in the WhatsApp group to you guys was so when you get an Xbox, and that was my first thought. <laughs> Yeah um it, it, i mean if, like you said if you're an Xbox gamer then
0: then you've got to be excited for this um i, I talking about when they bought um um Bethesda. Bethesda, thank you. Yes, I had a brain fart then. Um, you know, there, there's talk about, you know, what games are potentially going to be exclusive from Bethesda, you know, the next Fallout, the next Elder Scrolls, you know, and it turns out the Starfield is going to be an exclusive. But Deathloop at the time, I think Sony got an, um, a deal with them, so that was like got on the PlayStation for a year, and then that's going to Xbox. But, it, you know, looking into the future, that's pretty huge. Um, Pete, what are your thoughts on this?
3: Well, it was only an interesting day at work. So a reminder to, to any listeners who are new that I actually work for PlayStation. So anything I say is biased as hell,
0: and you shouldn't trust anything I say. <laughs> um, Were people lighting their heads on fire? I can you know if you watch films from like you know that set in the the depression era of America, you know people jumping out of buildings and stuff.
3: Yeah, exactly. Is that is that it was that scene from? Was it?
2: Pete? Was it? Sorry to. Was it as big a shot like? one of the things I think it was a shock to everybody like normally there's a rumor or a or an inkling that something might be going on but this just seemed to catch like journalists report like everyone completely off guard and was that the same for you from
3: a work level like you know were there any murmurings of this happening this just come out of nowhere I mean to be fair I don't I don't work on the on the the team that deals with the publishers but no we had no idea and, and to be fair we didn't with Bethesda that came that came quite as surprised as well uh but at work I remember when the first few rumors were coming out um and I wouldn't normally like say to the guys at work like talk about rumors but it was coming from like the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg and I was like this this seems like a fairly crazy thing that has suddenly come out with like oh they're going to buy Activision for 70 billion uh and then like yeah and then it was Formally announced, literally about half an hour later. It was re- it was really quick turnaround. It wasn't like like you said, it wasn't days of speculation or rumours. It was here, here's 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 a, here's the news stories, and then suddenly, yeah, here's the official statement from Phil on the Xbox. And it was like, like in American time.
2: It was like four or five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. It? yeah, it was absolutely. So really loads, weird.
3: so lots of Activision employees woke up to find out to find out this news yeah on that day, um, and it's just. What I, mean, what I mean, let's let's, let's not be around, but what a flex for Microsoft. Like, we were, I remember when we were saying how, like, how crazy, like, the buying Bethesda was 8 billion. Could you imagine if we had 8 billion to spend? It'd be amazing. And here's here, here them dropping nearly 70 billion. Um, I remember someone pointed out that as a percentage of like Microsoft worth, so to for the equivalent for Sony, so not just PlayStation, Sony as a whole we would have to buy someone for about 4.4 billion. If That gives you some sort of perspective of like how much money we would have available if we were prepared to spend that sort of percentage. And yeah, just, it's still, I mean, we're still trying to work. I guess I like Wayne's hinted at we're still trying to work out what, what this means for the future. We, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? I, Again, biased. I' am not hundred percent sure that they're going to go full exclusive. And and like Wayne said, I don't think they can. Certainly for all any existing contracts that are uh, in already in place, I think they have to honour them. Which is the same for Bethesda, to be fair. This is why we still had like Deathloop coming out on the onto PlayStation first before he comes out to Xbox. Um, but then after that, who knows? Yeah, maybe Call of Duty will will be an Xbox exclusive in two three years down the line. What about you, Tom? What are your thoughts? Oh, I've got
2: so many thoughts, Chris. I've got so many thoughts. Um, as you guys know, as soon as it happened, I, like, jumped on the WhatsApp to you guys because it's it's one of those things, it's, it's just exciting because, for me, I think it just it changes, it shakes up, not just the, in quotation marks, console wars, but the whole directions that the... Um, gaming industry is taking uh, with, with this with it when you're when you're taking a game like call of duty which is it's it's a huge ma- like, and, and t- taking not taking away from the other studios that they've purchased within that acquisition but call of duty is the gem that's the money maker that's the one that's really gonna earn them revenue from the purchase to get that money back and like you were saying what do they do with it do you spend all that money to then still give it out to playstation and, um, and other consoles or do you keep that in-house exclusive to try and draw people into game pass do you use that as a negotiation chip to try and get game pass onto playstation um so many possibilities and it's just exciting to see working. i mean my initial reaction was shock i was like oh my god they're they're buying up all the games. They're buying up they're buying up all the all the IPs. They're going to own everything. But I think on reflection and like obviously trying to put a level head on about it, but the the acquisitions that the thing that worries the only thing that worries me. I mean, yes, Game Pass is undoubtedly incredible um, for for what you're paying for what you're getting. You can't compare it to anything the quantity that you get for what you're paying is is unrivaled but the only thing that worries me is would would be quality um and i say that and i know there's gonna be like wayne and uh, and others will probably that will probably raise a few uh, a few tails. but if what, what worries me about the subscription service side of things is that when you've got a subscription monthly subscription service you need to keep those people excited and wanting to come back and 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 buy into this subscription every month so to do that you need to have games and if they're going to be pumping out games quickly is that going to take away from the quality that comes um and 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 we know that you know obviously being on game pass gives them financial stability now to make better games and more higher quality games but I think that's where PlayStation's shined is that their studios have always have had this sort of like gloss on them. All of their games for for their first party studios have been sort of like top quality games. Um and I look at like sort of just in the opening of this like console generation, the the exclusives that have come to Xbox and to Game Pass. I mean if you look at like the medium that was that was set out to be a big really big exclusives for them at the start of the generation and from when it was released it was kind of more of an indie game and then you look at halo um, and with halo infinite and that when it was first announced was everyone was in uproar about how it looked and it didn't look good enough and they had to go back and delay it for a year and, and gloss it up and i'd just be interested to see what the quality level is like for game pass moving forward and i think they will obviously have games where they take more time on them um, like you know start but then again like even Beth, even with bethesda they, they're not their games are huge i mean the, the bethesda games like skyrim and um and obviously call of duty will make massive amounts of money but in terms of like quality bethesda's always renowned for being buggy as hell right on from release and Yeah, so the only that's my sort of take from it is, I hope we don't just get a load of like subpar games pumped out for the sake of being fulfilling a service, if that makes sense. Yeah. Over over quality games that take maybe one or two or three a year um, that we might have seen otherwise. Yeah,
0: I think. Well, the other thing as well is so uh, like you said about the different companies going down the subscription route so activision have got theirs ea have got theirs but with game pass you basically get all the ea games as well don't you
1: yeah ea play um who knows how long that contract is yeah um but there's talk of obviously ubisoft plus coming to xbox as well uh, but not game pass at this current moment in time unless they again Pay them a huge lot of money, I guess.
0: Yeah, so that, I mean, that's the thing you've always said, Pete, isn't it? It's like because you you know you've got PlayStation Plus, um, and then there's not to put your you know <laughs> expect you to answer this or anything, but there's been the rumours of you know. Plus merging with now and then PlayStation offering um, a more enhanced subscription service. But, you know, the other part of that um, press release was that they've now announced they've got 25 million um, Game Pass subscriptions, you know, which, again, that's got to bring in a huge amount of revenue. Um, And you know, the one thing that I thought was interesting, we'll talk about whether this is a good, we think this is a good thing or a bad thing for the gaming as a whole, not just sort of like individual gamers as such, or you know people who have got an Xbox or a Playstation but do you think that this was influenced by a lot of the bad press that's recently come out around Activision and the the some of the scandals and things that about the working practices and treatment of employees um bobby Kotek as i uh, you know don't know him but even back to the game trailers days when i used to watch game trailers and you got invisible walls there was a guy in there called marcus beer who's a welsh guy oh, yeah. uh, he's quite vitriolic you know would speak um quite negatively about different aspects of the gaming industry but in particular bobby kotech i mean that's going back god you know 15 odd years at least um, so, and Bobby Kotek is uh, the head of, um, Activision has always had a bit of a bad reputation, shall we say, uh, amongst, for, for different reasons, which again, I don't know the guy. So, you know, it's just what you read, isn't it? But there has been a lot of negative press and I know that Sony and, um, Microsoft both came out re- and said that, you know, that they would have to, um, consider their working practices with them. Do you think that influenced the sale Pete? What do you reckon? I think it definitely did have a
3: par. It's again, let's let's say this is just my theorizing, I don't have any, any concrete proof of this. Uh but the 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 working theory is that like you said the because of the problems they they will have got Activision for slightly cheaper than they would have been otherwise. Although they still paid over the market cap for what they're worth. So it's it's still a good deal for Activision. Um and then the rumors are that Kotick was dealing with Microsoft directly, so not xbox or phil particularly is actually going above them and actually dealing with with microsoft um in in, in person and yeah it's it seems to be this is going to be his his golden parachute out he gets a a bunch load of money gets to slink off um without having to necessarily answer for what he's let slide in activision um and yeah and then hopefully f- like phil and xbox can can turn, turn things around there and make it, you know, a nice, uh, a happier, more, more, f-
0: um, rewarding place to work. Just a general question as well for everybody, but Call of Duty is one of their flagship titles, but this Call of Duty, the last, most recent one, called, um, hasn't performed as well as previous Call of Duties. So, I don't know because I don't really pay too much attention to the news in in this respect in terms of unless you see headlines. But I I remember like some Modern Warfare 2, you know, would make ridiculous amounts of money and things like, you know, you'd see it, wouldn't you? It's like made $400 million in like one day or something ridiculous. But is Call of Duty, and this is probably a stupid question, but is Call of Duty still a big deal? And I, I, that goes out to anybody. I'll, I, I don't know. Um, what, is it still a big deal? You know, it, it, like I said, going back in history, and I played all of them. You, it would you get? It was an event, but it, I don't know. They seem to fluctuate. Uh, what are, what are people's thoughts on Call of Duty? Um, I know I've just spoken to you, Pete, but you know, what do you? What are your thoughts? So. I think it's definitely on a
3: decline i don't think it's enough to write it off it's still one of the biggest franchises in the gaming industry currently i think it's an interesting point to what tom's saying earlier as well with the, the the idea that they would they be pressured to be creating more and more games that can churn them out quickly in order to to keep up game pass content when actually the rumor that's come out is now that actually they might be given um, a leeway They that they wouldn't have to churn out one Call of Duty out every year which is kind of the pressure and Chris maybe like you said is uh, contributing to like a decline in quality or, or at least a perceived decline in quality let's put it that way.
1: I, I think that was a lot of stories that was posted that that it might become like a two year or three year cycle to, to take the pressure off but the only th- thing I thought about was generally that's what Still Cycle thoughts are does it's every couple of years between two studios so i don't think microsoft would be against keeping it kind of similar to what it is to be honest um do you think do you think there's the option now as well to make it two separate games
2: now that it's on on a subscription service they could literally have a multiplayer call of duty which is like adding new maps regularly every couple of months or whatever and then have, obviously they'll keep Warzone for the the Battle Royale but then have like a campaign, a story-driven base thing every, like Wayne was saying, every couple of years like a a sort of like two because it's always been been a bit of a trifle hasn't it? like you you get the campaign, you get the zombies, you get the multiplayer and now you get the Battle Royale if they got, now that they're on a subscription service they could say right you've got call of duty online and that is new maps every three or four months or whatever to keep online fans happy and then every couple of years we're going to walk away and we're going to do a really solid really good new
0: campaign that's going to come to the subscriptions over every couple of years sort of that sort of style hmm. do you think they'll do what they've done with halo infinite which is make the multiplayer free to play and then have, you've, if you want the whole package, then you've got to buy the game. I know obviously, that won't, have, uh, you know, ha- happen with Game Pass. But you know, with other, uh, like say PlayStation, um, I don't know what 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 are your thoughts on that potentially happening. Pete, I'll come to you again. I I think that's a really good shout. It does raise the question of what happens with Warzone
3: then. Uh, I think again, a lot of speculation is about will Warzone be the multi platform Call of Duty going forward, and then. Like, like you said, the yearly or even two yearly uh, main game will be an Xbox exclusive. Uh, and, I mean, by all accounts, like Halo Infinite is kind of a test bed, but for, from all accounts, it's doing pretty well on the service. Um, and it certainly can't down well. I mean, especially like you said, Tom, after sort of initial reactions, I think everyone's been really happy with it. Um, and let's not write off like how well Forza's gone down. But. To Tom's Tom's earlier point as well, there's no, there's, you know, I think Xbox have been actually pretty open about it. This is the reason they've been buying like Bethesda and Activision is to shore up more exclusives, because that was the whole point. It's like, yes, Forza is good, yes, Halo Halo has been good, but they haven't got the huge a huge quantity coming out, so they've been trying to to bulk up the numbers.
2: I think that was literally two days before this announcement. There was it was starting to. Snow, not snowball, but it was starting to roll on. Um, on uh, the ball was rolling on Twitter, saying about how I think Redfall was delayed. Um, a couple of big titles were delayed for Xbox, and people were starting to say, "Hang on a minute, there's no, there's no big titles, no AAAs sort or of standard titles coming till till the third or f- fourth quarter um, for this year for Xbox." And then all of a sudden, bam! This new story came out, and that sort of seems to have gone. Like, you know, people don't are talking about that now. Um, but yeah, it's just interest. I don't know, Wayne. Obviously, being an Xbox, being the Xbox expert on this stuff, Did you see that, Wayne? Like, is yeah. That so
1: it was. It was Redfall. The it was rumoured that it was delayed from its summer release, and then Stalker got delayed, which was Stalker Two, is it, which Stalker was supposed to be in April and got delayed till December. Um, I, I still think there they've always said openly that they want a hundred million subscribers um i know they've just hit the 25 which seems still i think everybody was hoping for 30 in the rumors and that they hadn't announced anything for quite a while um but had you make a big splash well you buy another what over 10 studios i guess and and that's what i saw it as in in my head um previous like last year, they basically had said they wanted one big game per quarter for Game Pass, but I think at some point now, I think they they're almost at forty different studios. It it will it will have to go one a month, um, to get up to that sort of level of 100 million subscribers I think that is literally what they're hoping to do over uh, th- that is their target over a set course of time um, yeah I have fears like you Tom that you know the quality dips a little bit to order to get to there um, but some of the indie stuff as well has, has been absolutely fantastic um, lately and I always remember going to an EGX panel and it was a bunch of indie developers, um, and it was talking about how they think like a service like Game Pass was subsa- sustainable, and they were talking about basically Microsoft was still paying them a chunk of money for security um, of releasing that game out and it not being a dud, so they'd already kind of covered the, the game-making costs before it had um, released which is, you know, which is a good part, but their worry was how long Microsoft going to be able to do that before they bring in the big guns, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at it from a PlayStation point of view. Um, and again, well. well talk about whether we think it's a good thing or a bad thing but this year i mean if you look at the releases for exclusive should we say and i know that playstation are moving more onto pc now as well um so but i suppose just looking at playstation you've uh, recently just had uh, in fact released a couple of days ago uh the uncharted legacy of thieves collection which i know is a remastering of uncharted um four and um oh what was the other one Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy, which I love. It's probably one of my favourite uncharted games. Um, is uh, so that's just been released. Yeah, you can't remember the name. I know. <laughs> the I think the it's birds in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what it is. It's just because you just said that Wayne's our Xbox expert, and I was like, God, you've just given him like this title. He's never going to be able to walk out of my house now. With having such a big head. Um, And then in February, you've got Horizon Forbidden West, which is highly anticipated and based upon the quality of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That game is going to look and be incredible, I would imagine. Pure
1: pure 7 out of 10 game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And then you've got Gran Turismo 7 in March. And then at some point later on this year, you've got God of War Ragnarok, which will release uh, again. Don't forget Saifu. Uh, so, uh yeah sifu as well which is coming out which is uh, sifu, sifu. Uh, an ex- exclusive as well at this stage so you know I think uh, th- this is and you know well this is the question isn't it do we think this is a good thing or a bad thing for gaming and um I- I'm friends with um as we all know Adam ditz and ben and we've got our own whatsapp group and I think they were all unanimous that uh well apart from ben because he's kind of stepped away from gaming a little bit that you know ditz and Adam would think this is a bad thing you know um and, and having healthy competition drives quality and that's the thing isn't it but then when it's not necessarily a level playing field anymore and you've got one company that can afford to just buy everybody then it's not good for the ga- gaming in- industry as a whole shall we say um I, I, it's one of those you know initially i was thinking wow that like you said tom that's pretty mind-blowing you kind of have to you know take a seat and just think God, and it, but it also makes you think. Well, who can they buy next? You know, because if they can afford to pay that much money on a studio, then what? It was almost like, well, what can happen now? From my point of view, who can they buy now? Um But at the same time, you know, it's a huge company. I've, you know, it does it really affect me massively? <laughs> I mean, there's so many games to play as it's as it is already. And the thing is, Sony aren't going to stop making exclusive games. And the, like you said. Uh, Tom, the quality of their exclusives has generally been you know, up there and it, it's, it's been some of the best few years for Sony, as I can remember, in terms of the quality of their exclusives. So maybe that is going to push them on even more. Um, I think maybe when it starts to bite, like later on this year, because we've got Starfield and that's going to be an exclusive and that's been highly anticipated for many years and people aren't going to be able to play it on a PlayStation. And then maybe, like Wayne said, in 2025 when Call of Duty... Um, in some form, may not come to PlayStation. People are then going to start to drift over to to, um, um, Xbox. But then, you know, I suppose then there's the whole conversation about cloud gaming as well, and whether at some point in the future, is is there still going to be a console under your TV, or is it going to be all cloud-based? I don't know. Who knows at this point in time? I know that Microsoft are experimenting that, and, you know, um, so are Sony to a certain degree. But I don't know. Good thing or bad thing? I'll come to Wayne first.
1: Um, I it's I still think it's kind of it makes it even keeled actually. Because in, in terms of good things, yes, hopefully Microsoft get to sort Activision out, but it, they're big companies that will just not happen overnight. Um, but actually, if you add Microsoft and Activision's revenue together, um, they still come underneath Sony. So. Um, And with Tencent being in first place Sony in second and then Microsoft Activision would be in third place overall in terms of sales revenue Um, so for me and obviously I am Xbox orientated but for me it kind of just uh, Playstation were going to win this generation 2 to 1 I still believe that um, with all the good exclusives and for me, Microsoft have just spent yeah, sixty eight point seven billion dollars to try and even the playing field. So that yeah, that's my opinion.
0: Is it a good thing or a bad thing?
1: It's a good thing. Because Sony needed the competition. Well there you go. Um so Pete, what do you
0: reckon?
3: I mean, again, biased is all hell, but how <laughs> how how can I not see this as a bad thing? I guess there is an argument to be said that actually maybe it pushes it pushes the the I say the competition like it's not like I'm not referring to Sony it pushes Sony to more of a Nintendo way there's a reason we haven't mentioned Nintendo yet because they don't give a shit this doesn't affect them at all <laughs> <laughs> they they've been doing their own thing happily and making absolutely bucket loads of money as well so it's not like they're struggling or anything, so maybe like like you said, maybe it just bends up that, that Sony focus more on the exclusives and we just yeah we have more of a nintendo relationship um to the industry it's 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 concerned it's it's just i don't think we would ever you know especially how you know well only however many days like 20 odd days into the year and this has already happened i don't think any of us would have written down that we thought that myself would have bought one of the biggest of the big free publishing houses as in EA, Activision, and um, Ubisoft. Oh, even and even take two actually. I should include two. Um, yes, yes. We obviously expected them to buy more of the smaller studios. I think we, I think we had. We were more thinking maybe someone one of the Japanese um, developers, maybe something like a, like a Capcom, or something something like that sort of level. This, yeah, this is this was a shock. It definitely was a shock, and. They certainly could afford to buy more, would they? I don't know. I mean, and, and there's also let, let's 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 say this deal hasn't technically gone through yet. It's got to go through the the uh, whatever the the regulation board is that, that monitors like monopolies and stuff. I think it will. I think to Wayne's point, um, Activision still yes, I, they will make exclusives for Game Pass. Of course they will. They didn't spend this much money for them to, like not to not. Um, but I think they will still make multi-platform games, and it's, and maybe it'll be like a time exclusive, which is which again, which is actually fairly common these days, isn't it? You have both on both platforms. You have a, you have a, where the game's exclusive to that platform for you know a year, maybe less, and then it comes onto platform eventually. I think that
1: that scenario will still happen, so I think the deal will go through. Um, We're still waiting for that Final Fantasy 7 remake. It's out there on Xbox somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: yeah i mean exactly yeah and it it works both sides of the defense as well isn't it exactly we have we've, we've we've definitely secured deals with, with publishers as well to get it to get it onto playstation um hell is there an argument that we shouldn't have exclusives at all should everything be be platform should we all be one big happy unanimous family id I, I'd never quite liked those those arguments the whole like comparing to the film industry where it's like, oh well d v d plays in any d v d player you don't need to buy a sony d v d player um it's not the same, and that's not how games work, but maybe it should uh, oh, and then and then this this goes on to your point chris of when it's all a streaming, maybe it will work like that because we don't need in individual hardware we don't need specialized hardware you'll work on whatever whatever x x station I'm you. oh oh yeah Tom yeah. <laughs> tom's trademarking that name now you have to buy it off him we were playing it in in the end twenty ten twenty twenty twenty
0: thirty yeah, it'd be like twenty thirty. Yeah, Five what, what do you what do you think then, Tom? Uh, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing then? I don't.
2: I don't necessarily think it's. Um,
0: or is it not that black and white? You know, it's, life's not black it's and, and, and white. Don't
2: sit on the fence. No, Not, not so much, <laughs> <the fence. laughs> <laughs> so much sitting on the fence, but I do. Like as, as I've obviously said, my concern would be that te- buying. It, it depends on where way you're looking at it, right? Microsoft are buying all these studios, but if they're buying them for their own IPs that they've already got, then they're buying studios that have been around for ages. There's nothing sort of new as such coming from what they're doing. Or if you're not, you've got Sony who are creating new IPs with new studios. I think it will all just pan out. I don't think anyone's gonna lose um, you know, if you're an Xbox owner or a PlayStation owner, it doesn't matter because one way or another, you'll find the way to play whatever game you want to play, whatever platform you want to play on. I would just worry about the the the, the method of subscription. More than anything, it's the subscription service method of how the quality that's going to go in and we haven't even spoken about all these acquisitions the price is going to go up like it's inevitable that that, that the subscription service price will go up and I know we've spoken about this on WhatsApp and stuff and and Wayne sort of like said what price point he would be willing to go to for it but there are going to be certain people who can't afford that or when it gets to a point where they're going to go this is too much because I'm I'm not getting that quality or that and that game that i really want each month um and the other thing i just wanted to mention as well was how it's going to affect the numbers and how things are perceived so like they were saying that halo has been the most successful halo ever um in 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 its launch but how how is that clarified when if you've got 25 million subscribers to your to your subscription service and they all click on the game and open it and play it for five minutes and go it's not really for me, it's not It's not very good or whatever, turn it off but because they've played it, that counts as them playing the game and then it's seen as a success, you know, how they I'd like a bit of clarification about how they're
1: They, uh, um, they just announced 20 million players but that probably includes the multiplayer which is free to play <laughs> so exactly exactly so, yeah. exactly.
2: i'd like a little bit more context around sort of like how they're monitoring that if you like you know what are the av- what are the actual play times that people are are we going to get to a situation where people dip into games and I, I know that people don't majority of people don't finish games or complete games as it is But. <laughs> it's it's that sort of with the game pass you can dip in you can try it and if you like it great if you don't then you then move on to the next one that's fantastic but then if they're going to be starting sort of like building franchises based around people clicking on a game for five minutes and then ducking out like i'd love to know how they're gonna how they're getting those numbers and how they're giving them out to people and to the public to, to justify like this is the biggest
0: game ever kind of thing do you know what I mean? Yeah I, I was just looking I was just trying to do it, I've never looked at it before Where I was just trying to look at uh, the, the Steam numbers for um, Halo Infinite as well and, and I, I can't make head and tail of it quite at the moment <laughs> but it's uh, you know I think the numbers for, for Halo Infinite are generally quite healthy on PC and that's the other thing as well is uh, um, I mean I, I haven't got an Xbox but I've got a PC so generally like with the Xbox exclusives for game pass you know you get them on pc as well day one if you've subscribed to, to that so i think that's the other thing as well isn't it it's not just console it's pc that they're they're sort of targeting to which is uh you know it's pretty smart really i think thinking about the the Uh, PlayStation exclusives that come over to PC now, maybe that Sony or or PlayStation are recognising that that's a a huge market uh, for them with potential to release their games on as well, you know. Again, I'm not putting under pressure to answer this, but what's the general feeling behind the PC gaming uh, for playstation exclusive as they've been well received i think generally the ports have been fairly well received i think there was some criticism about horizon zero dawn being a bit buggy but days gone i think was well received god of war's been really well received from what i've read um so they're not just chucking them out there you know just as a bog standard i think they are um you know putting them out there as a premium product but yeah just i don't know if you got any information on that Pete, or what your thoughts are about the playstation games on pc
3: i don't know, unfortunately on the on the how the pc um ports are performing but yeah i mean certainly to your point i i agree 100 percent on that's one thing we haven't touched on the acquisition of activities it's just how um the other parts other than xbox so like you said i, I think they've been fairly clear that it, the game pass is obviously it, it and the, even the streaming as well it leads to this whole idea of being able to play the games wherever you want wherever you you are, whatever system you want whether it be xbox pc or streaming so you've got activision which you know so you know we we're, we're focusing on Call of Duty, but they have done obviously got a huge catalog of um games available to them as well you've got blizzard um probably most you notably know, for world of warcraft or the pc and then you've got king which is like let's not forget they, they they made candy crush and it's still like one of the biggest mobile games out there um and that's and that's certainly going to be part of isn't it the mobile sector isn't it like in certainly definitely in certain regions like you know china and asia it's still the the predominant um, gaming system so yeah it's it's definitely more of a focus as as you said we gotta i think the industry is going to move more and more away from the idea of a box under your tv whether it is streaming to a phone a tablet your TV itself, another, another system, I think is definitely moving away. Whether, when we'll get there, I don't know. I don't know if, if technology is, um, there. Yeah. I mean, actually Wayne, actually, this might be a good point. Like I've never tested the the streaming on Xbox. I mean, what, how do you think, how do you find it?
1: Yeah. So I, I do, um, try and have a go on the commute occasionally. Um, I, once I get into the middle of Birmingham, I'm kind of on 5G, so it, it, it's perfectly, absolutely great and, and plays great, um, but there's still, because I catch trains, there's still the odd dropouts then, there and then, and it kind of, it still does wreck the experience. But in your own home on Wi-Fi, it's perfect, to be honest with you, and um, it, it plays, it, yeah, I've played multiplayer Halo on it, and it plays great. It's
0: kind of it was mind blowing, really, because um, Wayne has got he got like a gadget that he can connect to his phone as well, so it turns it into a controller. And so we were in the cinema um, watching waiting for a film to start, and he was showing it to me um, and his controller. Uh, and uh, it it was like he booted up Streets of Rage um, on you know Xbox on the XCloud. And it's just like holy shit, (laughs) this is kind of cool, you know. This is just um, unreal. I mean, and as you know, remote play. In my experience, I don't play. I've only not tried it very often. It was only when I was playing that stupid tappy game. Um, But even then, it didn't feel like a very user friendly experience. I think that's definitely one area that Microsoft appear to have just done so much better on. You know,
1: I think it depended on the game with remote play because I remember one Christmas I dragged my ps4 and a vita to my mother-in-law's and played destiny for all christmas eve night and yeah i was being totally anti but uh, hey ho um but it that worked great but then other titles with little indie games just just lagged like crazy so yeah i think microsoft on a title by Basis of I've, um, I've got that tech kind of set up now, and it, it is really good.
0: Yeah. Definitely interesting times. I think, like you said, we you know, we still yet to find out officially uh, about Sony and their upgrading potentially of playstation plus with playstation now uh which un- unlock a huge catalogue and then there's been rumors recently of backwards compatibility because there's been a few things happening with the store and trophies and bits and pieces and all that kind of stuff so um yeah but there we go that
1: can i just did you just uh, sorry. oh go go on,
0: sorry. On, sorry. i was
2: just gonna say did you mention trophies chris so that might be a good segue into our next
0: uh topic conversation it might be and Wayne, did you want to follow up on anything? I
1: just want. Uh, it, it's all right. I was. I, I'd got some ideas on what games I wanted to see. On uh, um, with the Activision studios. Oh, go on then. Um, go
0: on. you're a resident
1: expert on I, Xbox. I wanted so. Banjo Kazooie by Toys for Bob. I wanted Prototype Three because I love those games. Um, I wanted Infinity Ward to do a Gears of War.
0: Ooh.
1: So yeah. It's Interesting.
0: Kind of cool. What about a, f- a first-person Gears of War? Think that would go down well.
1: I think it'd be wicked. It'd mm. be awesome. There you go.
0: We'll see. Anyway, uh, but as Tom said, uh, he's very professional. Wow. Um, we are now going to talk about what we've been achieving. So here we go.
2: Guys, huddle up. Okay. So plan A might be a bust.
3: That's an understatement.
0: Too no bad somebody crashed the ship! Quill, you are no match for this glorious creature. Get behind me. Oh, great! All right, guys. Plan B. Yeah, we're in trouble. But we're the guardians of the galaxy. Now who's with me? Root, you're a big
1: guy! Rocket! Fireworks! How's this for a plan B? <laughs> Drax, a worthy foe, Gamora. Slides off its tail. Yeah, that. Yeah. See, piece of cake. Uh, Quill, well, got a plan C. Okay,
2: boys, let's rock the house. We
1: got this. Yeah. Probably.
0: So here we go. This is the games that we've been playing over the past month or so and some of the th- stuff that we've been achieving. So I will go in alphabetical order first and that would be me, but I'm not going to go first. I'm going to go to Pete. So Pete, what have you been up to? Yeah, so it's obviously been, um, been a
3: while since we recorded the, the end of the year show Um I've had a chance to play lots of sort of games over Christmas. I think as I said on the the wrap up show I didn't have a particular focus in mind at the time. I was just like, yeah I can relax and I' have to necessarily focus on platinums, so i can play whatever I want. Um, so like over Christmas I think myself, uh, Wayne and Chris were all playing back for blood quite a bit. Um, we've been quite having quite a good fun on that. Um, we finished it on the easiest mode, which I've forgotten his name. Um, and then we started on the the next highest difficulty, but not quite up there onto nightmare yet, are we? So we're about halfway, maybe, through on the, the medium difficulty.
0: Yeah, it, it's how many chapters are there? They're, they're all acts, aren't they? I think they're the five acts, or it's all split up into different. Le- sub- yeah, and there's lots sections. of different
3: levels per act as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we've been having good fun of it, haven't we? I mean, I know I think it got fairly negative reaction actually. I think I. I i don't know what you guys have been thinking i've been i've certainly been enjoying it i don't know it's that whole thing of you know you're playing with your mates so it makes everything better
1: um i think if you were just to play it through once on one difficulty then you kind of and you'd have paid 50 quid for it then you'd kind of be a bit disgruntled but um with i think how we've been playing with the different difficulties leveling up collecting the cards um, I think uh, apart from me not getting a few achievements than I should have got because of glitches um, I think it's been a, it's been a good title yeah, I I agree. I think it's
0: been really good fun. I mean, it's essentially it's Left for Dead, isn't it? Except they've got a card system which gives you um, benefits whilst you're playing. You know, whether that's faster. I mean, there's tons of cards, but you know, faster reloads. You know, more damage when you're doing melee attacks. Then there can be downsides to that. Then the the director uh, has got their own set of cards as well, which they'll bring into play as you're playing. Um, but I no, I think it's really good fun. Um, they did patch it. Um, which was definitely needed because uh, even on the, you know, the sort of easiest difficulty, there was, you know, definitely points which were just ridiculous. It would just spawn the big enemies at you, a boss. As soon as you open the door to exit the, you know, the the sort of opening section of the level, you know, it'd throw a boss at you or it'd throw just tons and tons of enemies, not just like the regular uh, zombies, but, you know, the, the big ones. And it would just be ridiculous, you know. And I think as well with the 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 next difficulty up which we're currently playing on, you have to complete a couple of sections within that act before it will actually save it. So example is if there's you know four sections in an act you have to complete the second one before you can use that as your starting point um which again it provides a bit of challenge but it can be a little bit frustrating at times because you know if say for example you're on the third you do the third act and then you move on to the fourth one which is usually a boss battle or a horde or something like that um, you've got to redo everything all over again and start from scratch Um, so it, you know, it can be a little bit frustrating in that respect, but it, it's got all the different classes. So you got your medic, you got your, you know, your tank and all of that kind of, so you can tailor your character based on your cards, um... But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's really good. Um, it's, you know, it'd be good. No pressure, Tom, if we had an extra player. But, you know, it's... I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, we we know, we've been dropping, dropping subtle hints. Not so subtle hints. It's, it's on
1: sale for £18. I think they want to get the platinum is what it is, Tom. And I don't think we've got no chance without you, to be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, 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 it will happen it is just I mean you know I always bang on about this all the time it's just time like it, it, that's that all, all it is I'm trying to juggle, juggle all the balls at once I've heard and that at the Tom moment, yeah. Just, yeah
0: I've just got too many balls in my hands Chris <laughs> always like, <laughs> constant <laughs> it's a nightmare yeah but it, it, it is good I mean in terms of getting the platinum on it I I don't know (laughs) i Ah, mean come on we can do it (laughs) i mean to be fair we have got quite a lot of the trophies already haven't we but it's just i mean um there's a mixture isn't there as difficulty ones there's um there's ones for collectibles um but you know it's completing the game on nightmare difficulty which is going to be tough um but like you said be up for the challenge i think because at the moment we're playing obviously the three of us and we've got a bot Uh, Sometimes we have, if I forget, we have a player drop in just a random, and I think that definitely does help, because having four people cooperating and working together is going to be essential going forward for the the harder difficulties, but it's, um, yeah, it's fun, it's, it's, they've added an offline mode as well, haven't they, so you can play it offline if you want to, Um, but, you know, I think Turtle Rock, they did evolve before this didn't they which came under a bit of fire for uh, the number of ed- additions that they wanted to release and and i think that game died a death in the end didn't it um but uh you know it's it's cool it's a good game i'm enjoying it um so yeah awesome pete what else you got
3: so yeah that's and then when we haven't been playing that uh the main focus for me was uh, far cry 6 so i know Tom, you've already planned this. I think Chris, you're planning to at some point during the year. Um so I'm quite a big fan of the Far Cry games. I started with four. I didn't I didn't play well sorry, actually technically I started with one on the PC back in the day. But I was it I obviously they've changed now to, to be this sort of fairly uh uniform open world style of game. We started with three, but I, my first one was when that style was four. Uh, And that's still my favorite. I don't know if it's a thing, a bit like the Zelda games, where it's like your first one is always your favorite. Um, But I did uh, so. I played five New Dawn. I went back to play three as well. Um, That wasn't. I played on PS4, and it wasn't a great port. Like I could see where the groundwork was set, Um, and certainly uh, Vast was. You know, it's been being well written about as being like a great villain for the Far Cry series. Um, but overall, like my, it wasn't it wasn't great. Just the port and like the experience of like sort of um, sub thirty FPS. Um, I think I, sp- I spoke about it a bit on the tr- trophy roundup as well. Uh, so yes, yeah, a six. Uh, new new setting, new new character. You you get to choose to be like a male or female um, character this time. Not that it has any say bearing on the the story. It just just affects like sort of the, the visuals and what which voice actor you get.
0: Um it's got Can oh, you pick Nolan North a bit like um Saint No, unfortunately, no, you can't ah. no, you
3: can't pick anything <laughs> no, there, no. Um it's got I am going to butcher his name. The the breaking bad actor. Giancarlo Juan Carlo? Oh, Giancarlo Esposito. That's it, yes. Yeah. And he's and, and like he's fantastic. He's great. It's 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 almost a p he's not in it more, I think. It's it's just he definitely he brings such a great energy um, to to the villain, uh, and yeah. So that's that's been my main focus. Trophy wise, it all seems fairly par par for the course for a Far Cry game. Lots of collect lots of collectibles. I know I see Tom nodding his head because I know he's already spoken of in what the, the grind he had for finding unique weapons, um, like. Getting the bases, getting the checkpoints, um, a few, a few um, bits and bobs here in terms of touching on additional modes. There's, there's like a a mode where you gotta um, you gotta send people out to do do missions for you, and you kind of have to pick the decisions what they do, um, and then they come back with certain rewards depending on how well they performed. Uh, and then there's like a special. Um, in fact, it's called special ops mode, where it's like the ones like completely separate standalone levels, where you have to go in and try and um, sneak out um, a chemical weapon without it overheating. So basically, you got to like you got to run from point to point. You can't run in the sun too long or you overheats, and you got to run from um, water source to water source to cool it down, all the while obviously being pursued and um, chased. And that's quite fun as well. Uh, so I think I'm about. 75% now through the story uh, and I've done quite a few trophies now like I I, I don't know how you approach it Tom but I, I'm, I'm always the type of open world games that I do all the side stuff first and then I do the main the main transition. So I've done all the collectibles now I've done all the bases I've done all this sort of aircraft um, anti-aircraft cannons um, so I'm in a pretty pretty good place to just sort of wrap up the story uh, and then I think there's like one sort of post post game trophy that you gotta wrap up um for doing insurgency leaders. Um but yeah, but I, I am enjoying it. I def- definitely having good fun with it. Like I haven't got I guess I haven't got to the point, Tom, I know you felt it where you just felt we become a chore. Yeah, it was just the
2: collectibles, really. Like, I enjoyed the other I enjoyed the other um trophies, but it was the collectible stuff where it was just getting a little bit where I was just going, you know, well collecting i was just going around from point a to point b but it was so it was the time that it took to get everywhere just out of interest
0: because the... i know you mentioned this in the last show we did whereby you'd get in a car and do it, set, set it to like auto drive but sometimes it'd just do its own thing um but could, i mean in the far cry games i've played you can fast travel so you know and before when i've played open world games and i'm really into it i like say for example the Witcher Three. I would never fast travel. I'd get on my horse because you never know what it might lead to. You know, you get on, you, you know, you got to take a journey somewhere else. And you, But in the end, I must admit, as I've gotten older and as time has become more of a premium. Um, so, for example, Horizon Zero Dawn, I fast traveled. Once I'd explored the general area, but then if I had to go back to a specific area. I would just fast travel because I can't, you know, I can't be asked or I don't have the time to do that anymore. So um, can I take it you can fast travel. Yeah, but you
2: have to have unlocked the. You have to unlock the area, and then once you've got that unlocked, you can fast travel from there. Like the um, what are they call people know because he's playing at the moment. Sort of the outposts, the outposts that you unlock. So yeah, originally you have to get there. Like you sort of do your adventuring, then you unlock it, and then you can either you can drop in from above like a skydive, and fly to wherever, or you can land. You you can. You can uh, transport straight in on the floor and go from there. But, yeah, there are options to do. I ended up doing exactly that, Chris. I ended up fast-traveling everywhere. But the, the map is so big that even when you fast-travel somewhere, you've still got to travel to where you need to be, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: What, what's it, what about graphically, um peaks? I know we didn't really talk about it much on, uh, in the last show, but where does it rank in terms of five? Um, what are your thoughts uh, on that? So, uh,
3: that's a, that's a really good point because this, this is the first, um, I'm playing the PS5 version. It's the first one, obviously, um, dedicated on the PS5. It it is nice. It's really it's it's really beautiful. I am actually quite surprised that some of the technical issues had. So I've not had any of the bugs I had in Far Cry Three, where like I was falling through the world or things weren't spawning in. Um, and it certainly isn't as much popping um, that you'd get on say four. There is still a little bit. Um, one thing I've had a lot of, which I don't like, um, I don't know if like people are familiar with, like, is screen tearing. Where, this is a thing where basically the screen updates half, like the top half, but doesn't quite update the bottom half, so you get like a, a jagged image mm. um, across the screen. I've had quite a lot of that, I was quite surprised by that. I thought, you know, uh, the benefits of having an SSD would eliminate problems like that. Um, but to your point, Chris, fast travel. I've I've been fast traveling a lot, and it's it's again, it's really useful having an SSD. You know, it, it's it's gone from you know being what I don't know, I don't know how long it would have been on the PS4, like a twenty to thirty second load to being five five seconds, if that. Um, and then to your point as well, uh, regarding fast travel, it's like like Tom said, you do have to unlock the points, uh, and then the funny thing in 4 was that like once you've got a helicopter you could just use that to go anywhere whereas here they very specifically um, like each region has like anti-aircraft cannons so you have to make a point of taking them out so to that point it could be I could see that being frustrating to some people who just like I just want to like get on and fly around but then it kind of restricts you to like no you have to do this or you have to capture this base or you have to destroy these, these cannons to, in order to like do what you want um, but like I said I tend to be doing that sort of stuff anyway
0: Mm. It's, I, know, I must admit, it's what it's one on my to watch list. It's got some interesting DLC, I think, coming
1: as well, um, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, Wayne, have you got this? I have. Um, I, to be fair, I, I get bored quite quickly in terms of open world games and driving around, and I, I felt like I was I was doing that quite a bit. And I'm I'm about six hours in, and I have kind of left it a month and, and not gone back to it. Um, I did like the story um the voice acting was really good in it as well um but yeah just part of the course of me and kind of normally open world games I I kind of lose interest very quickly when when I'm driving around to try and unlock the fast points so yeah
0: awesome um cool Uh, so have you got anything else that you've been playing
3: yeah and then so the last thing I wanted to talk about so uh I won't spoil it for Chris, but obviously, Chris, you, you mentioned to us what you, you planned for your, your trophies this year, uh, and that made me sit back and think of, like like I said, I initially going into the year thinking, ah, oh, I'm just going to relax, play what I want, not too worry too much about it, and then I thought, no, no, I ought to do something, and I wanted to challenge myself um, to play, like, a wider variety of games, because obviously, last year, the focus was more, perhaps on quantity or speed, so we're playing, sort of, like, a lot of shorter games, whereas... Um, I didn't want to limit myself necessarily to, to only playing short games. Um, but at the same point, I wanted, there were some some of the some indie games I had missed. That I did want to play. Um, so I thought, what could I do? So then, in the end, the the, the challenge I tried to set myself was what I've coined the alphabet challenge. So what I'm doing for this is that I decided that I'm going to try and platinum one game from obviously that starts with the, each letter of the alphabet from A to Z, um, and then and then therefore I thought I'd try and. Yeah, try and go through that in
0: order. Is this so, going to be within the year? I mean, is it? Are you planning on trying I, to do this?
3: Like, I'm trying to. I so like I said, the last year we did, I did 40 platinums, and you managed 50, 51, 52, 51. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to push myself that hard. That was quite. Like I said, there, there came a time pressure to that, and it came a point of like, oh no, I need, let me let me let me bash this one out, so to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't want to challenge myself. So obviously this is um, going to be like 26, 27 odd games. Yeah, and the idea is to try and do this within the year. So it's rough, rough, very roughly two a-, a month, which means I'm already behind because it's nearly the end of January and I haven't done any yet. Um, but yeah, so then the the next game I've been playing, which um, doesn't start with la- an alphabet letter, because how the hell does that work? Um, it starts with a number, because I realized, actually, I've got a lot of games that start with numbers. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't skip those out. Uh, so what I started playing was um, a game called 1111 Memories Retold. Mm. Uh, so this is is um, made by the same developers that made um, Valiant Hearts. I
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great great game. game that
3: is, yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I really enjoyed Valiant Hearts. This is another uh, game set in the World Wars. Um, it's... Um, Graphically is very different. So obviously, before Van Hearts was a, a sort of like a two D puzzle platform, almostly, and we've got a cartoony art style. Um, this is their sort of first attempt, I think, into three D, a three D game, but it has a um, a paint um, art style. I don't know how best to describe it. So everything is made up of like you can see the sort of individual brush strokes, which like. On a static image, it looks absolutely beautiful. It's really like it's very unique. It's definitely definitely not something you've seen before. It's nothing something like it's it's different to Valiant Hearts, and it's definitely different to something like Medal of Honor or the Call, or, you know, the original Call of Duties. Um, but in practice, it gives everything a very sort of smeared look. So I don't know. Like I'm I'm going back here. If you remember um, the famous video for Take on Me, which had that sort of the draw the drawing style. I I thought it might be for your time, Tom. That's yeah, from Family Guy. From Family Guy. From oh, family,
0: God. guy. That yeah. might be
2: feel yeah. old, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he falls into the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: There you go. Oh, God, the pop culture reference. Um, so, so, the, so when they're doing that, everything has kind of it kind of shimmers. I don't, know if, I don't have best to describe it. It's not, it's not like just a static image. They're trying to make the idea that it's like the idea that someone's drawing it. So everything kind of shimmers. It does that in the game too, which then just means that everything is kind of blurry and out of focus. And actually, like after about an hour, it was beginning to sort of hurt my eyes a little bit. Um, and again, sort of like, it, static images are fine, but when you're looking into finer detail, everything is just kind of smeary and doesn't lack detail. Like all the sort of NPCs that you'll talk to are just like a, a pink blob, essentially. Um, and yes, sorry, they have brushstrokes to indicate, obviously, the clothes and the, the color of their hair and stuff, but you can't. they have no features. They don't have eyes or, you know, noses or mouths or anything like that. Um, and then I haven't explained. This is like a, This is the first foray into three D. So you're moving in a three D space. And again, it's sort of it's not a puzzle. It's not a platformer, but it's like a more of a an adventure game where you 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 go along to NPCs and talk to them, and you have to progress to like I say a certain point in the level, and you have an objective to what to do. Um, and in trophy wise, the main the main trophies are collectibles. There's there's a bunch of collectibles in each level. Um, sort of four to eight on each level and they're fairly, they're fairly you've got a menu and they they mark fairly well like how many you've got the main trouble for me is that they're all there's like multiple sort of points of no return in a level and it just it was driving me up the wall like three, t- three levels in a row I was double guessing like right the game's giving me two options here I feel like if I go this way yeah i hate that it's gonna progress so yeah. i'm gonna go this way and three yeah. times in a while i got it wrong so i'd end up three different levels i ended up like with like seven out of eight collectibles i was like oh for god's sake and there's no like checkpoint i'd have to i had to restart the whole level again um so I, did, so I did that and i was like fine at least i know what i'm doing i just run around grabbing it um so then i got to the third level and i was like i had seven out of eight i did it all and I was like, and then at the, end the level ended. I was like, but I checked everywhere. I I I checked everywhere. I know I checked everywhere. I I couldn't see this collectible. What on earth was it? Um. So I actually did like then you know got my phone and looked up a guide. It turns out that the last collectible was time based. So what it means for that is like the level the level ends. There's a cutscene, and then you have about two seconds um to take a photo like so I, I can explain what the one of the characters plays a photographer and the whole point is that he's been drafted towards to take like war photos and like sort of you know help the propaganda machine um you have about two seconds to take a photo of like um the soldiers celebrating basically but there's no sort of like hint or warning about it um and it, it really wound me up and I was just like, i'm not doing that level again um so i've been i've actually binned it Oh, really? Um, oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one of the freedoms, I think, of, like, I think if we'd been in this, if I'd been doing this challenge last year, I would have kept going. I would have, like, oh, fine. But I was actually, it actually round me up. I wasn't enjoying it. I was just, like, this is so, I'm already annoyed three levels in. Um, And there's other things, there, there are other things about it as well. It's, like, it looks beautiful. I, I think it has an interesting story to tell. But everything's kind of clunky. Everything's kind of slow-moving. Your character's kind of it's a bit awkward to move around and like it's a bit awkward to interact with things like once i kind of a ladder and then i couldn't do anything i was stuck on the ladder so i had to restart the game um like i said there's, there's constantly these points of no return that you can't kind of predict you are like trying to work out what to do and then you're just like nope cutscene, nope and you can't go back you, you're stuck um and i was generally like you know what i am not enjoying this i am going to go do another game uh so i'm not i'm not going to Tell you what game I've moved on to. I'm going to say that for next month, but then oh, you the- tease! Oh yes, <laughs> got, to, got,
0: to, got to leave the audience wanting more, Tom. Uh, it. Makes it, I like I it. the way you said, um, "Oh, you tease." <laughs> I think I'm going to just you know cut that bit of audio and put it on my phone or something when I get a text. <laughs> <laughs> so then this this leads onto my my
3: discussion topic, which was how how often and how much do we use guides before we go for a platinum? The reason saying this is that like I could play Eleven Eleven when we told with a guide in front of me and do it absolutely fine because obviously I could follow the guide step by step and be like, oh yeah, I know there's a collectible coming up. I know this is happening. I didn't want to do that. I felt that it was just like it would kind of ruin the point of it. Um I don't so for me personally, I definitely look at guides before I go into a game. I kinda like to know like what I'm getting myself in for. So like you know, I don't want to. If I know that like a game's got multiple speed runs or something ridiculous, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. That's and so, like I like having that knowledge beforehand, but I don't like following a guide step by step whilst I'm playing the game. I kind of want to play the game organically. Well, whilst obviously like while still aiming for certain trophies, certainly, but I don't want to like yeah, I don't like having a guide in front of me to point like point like telling me go here, do this, go here, do this. This is like the most efficient way. I don't like doing that. And then that was, that was what I was going to ask you guys. Like, do you use guides? How do you do it? Do you have it like open for you? Do you not care? Do you like think like I'm still getting the platinum? So it's still my effort. It doesn't matter.
0: This is, That's an interesting um, question because I've got some experience of both um, where I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. But before I answer that question, I'll pass it over to Tom is if you weren't playing this game for the platinum, would you have carried on with it? No, no. So it's just the no, gameplay it was, itself was just not great for you. It wasn't no, working. No, for, no. Okay. it was irritating me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, go for it. So, Tom, what, what do you think then? Uh, guides, and I'll ask Wayne as well. Um, good thing or bad thing? Again, very sort of I suppose black and white. But what are your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, no. I I, I normally what I do very similar to what Pete's saying. I don't want it to spoil my. Um, I don't want it to spoil my time with the game but what i would tend to do now is just look have a look at mr miss- missables so if there's a trophy that's a missable like for instance Death door i've got the platinum on that but there was a missable trophy that at the start of the game you just use the umbrella the whole way through till you beat the game um and that is a missable trophy and i, would have I
0: missed it and, oh, <laughs> 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 you just told him
2: <laughs> brilliant and that is why from Wayne's reaction where well, I look at the guide just to see what missables there are. Because I was like, well, that's cool. I'll just use the umbrella from the start um, and I won't miss that trophy. And then all the others are, uh, you know, that was the only missable one um, from that point of view that, I, that was really going to cause me any problems. Um, so yeah, that's why I'll do I'll look at a guide, see if there's any missables. If there are, I'll be like, right, I need to do that, that and that when when the time comes. And then I'll play through it like normal And then I'll look at a guide to um, sweep
0: up any of the ones I've missed. That's basically how I structure my use of guides. Mm. So uh, I won't talk about the games uh, themselves in any detail as such, but just this is my experience of them. Uh, But Guardians of the Galaxy, which I know Tom and I will talk about when we do our little section, is one where... There are collectibles for the trophies, um, and you have to get a certain percentage of them, and then there's outfits that you have to get for each Guardian, and so you have to get all of those. Um, And because I wanted to get it for the Platinum, and because I'd also read that there is a chapter select, but if you do the chapter select it resets the collectibles, so it's almost like you have to replay the whole chapter again which is a bit annoying i don't know if that's been patched in or updated actually because i did go back because there was a couple of levels i had to do for other trophies which i'll talk about in a sec um and all of my things that i collected because they appear back in the ship were there so i was i don't know if they have actually patched that so you can um actually just replay certain sections but I didn't want. I really, I really hope so. Yeah, I didn't want to do that again. So what I decided was, I'll play the game through, but I'll have my phone next to me, and so whenever there's a, a collectible, I'll just I'll watch for that section. So, it, it, you know, the good thing was I didn't miss any collectibles. Um, you know, I I collected them all. And it, it is only a small little section of the game. I think that's what you were saying, um, Pete. You know, you, you wouldn't have missed that one about the f- photograph if you'd have done it sort of like that way. And as much as I did enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy, I kind of felt like I would maybe should have just played through the game organically. Because right? although it didn't give away any kind of spoilers getting the little collectibles, like I said, it was it's only like a 30-second a, a or a, a two-minute like clip on on youtube for the guy that actually watched but even so i still knew a little bit more about the area had i not chosen to just play it you know organically do, do you know what i mean so it kind of felt like i was it, it. i was spoiling it a little bit for myself even though it didn't spoil any major sort of parts of the game if that makes sense
1: you felt dirty
0: Yeah, I think it did. It felt like I was kind of if it area reveal. Yeah. Or or, or, within that level, you know, I I knew what was coming. So if there was a fight coming just prior to a a collectible, you know, I'd know that was coming because it's almost like, you know, I've I've watched a, a little video clip of where the collectible is before it happens. So, like I said, it didn't spoil anything majorly in terms of the game, but it was just, I don't know, it felt a bit cheap. However, on the flip side of that, and this you alluded to this earlier on and I mentioned it in my uh in our last show was that one of the things i want to do is play all the from from software games and get the platinums on those to make up for my um shitty behavior by playing mr massage and just rubbish like chicken cross the road or wherever the hell it was called or some shit like that so you know so that going from playing some really cheap and nasty easy platinums to actually feeling like i've got a good platinum you know what i mean so the one challenge for that is and that's doing that is by playing them all in release order so um yeah, I'm, I'm playing dark souls remastered at the minute and i'm using a guide for it um now i've completed dark souls and i did a little bit of research on this because uh, there's a little bit of a story behind my original playthrough of dark souls um going back to demon souls and i'm not counting that as the original because I'm, I'm playing i'm going to play demon souls probably last because it, it was if you like, the the updated version, which was released last. Um, But I hated Demon's Souls when I initially played it. It was one of those games that was word of mouth. You know, you you, you heard about it. You heard it was one of these amazing games. I rented it from Love Film, played it for a few hours. I hated it because it was really difficult and hard and uh, kept dying. And then I sent it back thinking that game's a piece of shit. I don't know what people are talking about. And then... The weirdest thing happened. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I I was thinking about it before I'd go to sleep. You know, I'd be thinking, how can I do that better? So I ended up buying it. And then it became one of my favorite games of all time. And this is back on the PlayStation 3, you know, when it was available on import. And then it became available in, you know, West to Western audiences or whatever. And then um, Dark Souls came out. Again, hugely anticipated game and loved it absolutely adored it and i was playing it on playstation 3 and i think i deserve extra credit as well for completing it on playstation 3 because it was it ran like a piece of shit on playstation 3 not just playstation 3 but xbox 360 as well uh, i remember going through blight town where the game ran at like 20 frames a second or something ridiculous uh you know and, and i i hated blight town it it gave me nightmares because it was just like oh my god everything's out to kill you it's poison everywhere and you know um the game runs terribly But still, anyway, got to a certain section in the game, probably about three quarters of the way through the game, and then my PlayStation 3 died. It was the original fat version, and it just died, and it just wouldn't work. I think it overheated. Um, It's like, you know, Dark Souls killed my PlayStation. Um, But I couldn't leave it there. And so I actually went out and bought a PlayStation 3 just so I could finish Dark Souls. It, um, and it, it was the... This is, if you, people remember, the different versions of the PlayStation. You got the fat version, the original. Then they got the uh, the second version, which Wayne had, which actually looked quite smart. Um, and then the third version, which has probably looked the cheapest of the lot, uh, is the... The sliding top one, which I quite like because it look it's quite retro as well. It's a little bit, you know, um, you know, but it does look cheap uh, compared to the other PlayStations. So anyway, that was kind of I completed Dark Souls on that PlayStation because I, you know, I needed to. Uh, and looking at my trophies from back then, I actually got my final trophy for completing the game and getting a certain ending on the 29th of September 2014. And at that point, I'd got 47% of the trophies there are 41 trophies in total and i got 19 currently i've got 15 trophies uh out of 41 and i'm 32 percent of it so i've played dark souls a certain way the way i played dark souls compared to the way i'm playing it now is completely different it's a totally different it, you know i i remember going through you've all have we all played dark souls just should i should say this uh, yes yeah well, yeah uh, pete i know you finished it have you finished it tom uh yes yeah, Did, yeah. so we've all I, I would imagine that of our of all of our playthroughs the first playthrough of dark souls was um not the initial area where you, when you go to firelink shrine you go up the hill you walk up the steps you go under the bridge you kill the rat and then you explore the castle and i would imagine that's every is that the way that we all went uh, we may have deviated and walked off to the left and got massacred by skeletons because <laughs> we were far too weak to fight them at that stage or even run away from them and not fight them. Um, but I would imagine that that is the, the way that we played Dark Souls. And then you farm the area, you then l- unlock the, 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 um, the, the bonfire, which is inside the little castle bit. And then you go off and you fight the different monsters and the pig armoured thing or whatever it is and all that kind of stuff. And then you unlock it that way. That's the way I did it. This, so I'm watching, and I have to give credit, and I will put it in the show notes on YouTube, is uh, a guide, uh, I've just lost it, so I'll come back to that in a second, but it's a guide I'm watching, and it is literally watching it, watching what this guy does, describing what happens, and then doing it. Now, some people might think, well, that's cheating, and it's really boring, But for me, because I've already finished Dark Souls, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And actually, I'm experiencing the game in a different way because I'm playing it in a totally different way to the way I finished it. It's Square One Games on YouTube. Um, It's only got um, 3,000... and. subscribers uh, which surprises me because the quality of his walkthroughs are really really good um you know spot on and he's got loads of walkthroughs for different games currently got one for neo 2 um he's got all of the from software games um and then he's got final fantasy there's there's tons on there anyway so in that respect following a guide for the for that purpose I actually think he's really good and I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying it because I've still got to do it. I've still got to do certain things in it. Yes, I know what's coming and yes, he gives you hints and tips on fighting different bosses, but I've still died. But the other thing that he explains as well, is setting up these safety saves. Uh, uh, Pete, have you, you know, you've played these games as well. So is this sort of like, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you think it's, it's, I'm um, cheating doing it. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because So, so I haven't planned them, Dark Souls. I have I have played and completed it. Um, I, so my first form soft game that I planned was Bloodborne. And so so to your point Chris, I didn't follow a guide, but I did um, what I call saves coming. So like I, said, I uh, at the end. So rather than having to play the play through three times to get three different endings, I just uploaded the save to the cloud just before the final boss. Did it once, got one ending. Then we then you know changed uploaded the save again and then did another ending and then did another third ending so it just made it a lot sort of easier and quicker um so yeah i i i think to your point you've completed it once you're fine it's interesting that you co- i assume you've you've gone back to the, you've you're doing the remastered version of ps4 because you said you've, you've started sort of fresh haven't you yes you weren't tempted to just continue to like go back to the ps3 if you could and like because you had some of the trophies already
0: no <laughs> <laughs> because, of the, I mean, it no, shite. because of the way it played and it, it, it just, it's just I, I bought um the remastered version i think it was about seven pounds on sale at, before christmas because i knew it was something i wanted to do um and and yeah this is like you know 60 frames a second you know graphically it's still it's aged you can tell it's aged but still it's uh it's the the whole thing there's something magical about these games i think If you get them and if they get hold of you then definitely there's something about them that's special which and again it kind of you know elden rings coming out soon um and a lot of people are excited for that i I probably will do what i want to do before i get to that so um that will maybe be towards the end of the year and to your i think what you're doing is to be applauded and i also think you're a bit insane (laughs) doing your A to z but um from my point of view i mean last year i i just i think i you know the competitiveness of it all just took over a little bit and um you know i think i went a bit mad doing what i did you know i said and it did lead me down a dark path playing some shit games so but from my point of view this year if i only platinum 12 games that's one a month i'll be happy with that especially if they're sort of of this quality do you know what i mean I love how playing all of the From Software games is the light
2: path in this scenario. It's it? my redemption,
0: Tom. That's what it is. It's uh, I've must I must do something to redeem myself from from last year. But um, yeah, so to to answer your question in a very long winded way, I've kind of done my little bit of what we've been playing to a certain degree. But it is. I think there's a good aspect of them, and I also think that there can be... Like I said, if you're mopping stuff up, then that's fine, but I you know, I think you possibly took the edge off playing Guardians of the Galaxy, getting the the, the collectibles as I was playing, as opposed to playing the game, and then going back and getting the collectibles, if that makes sense. What are your thoughts, Wayne?
1: Um, well, I only tend to use guides if I get stuck, basically. And to be honest, when I get stuck, it's normally which door do I take, or, or where should I be going now to 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 find this in an open world game for example um so to be fair not really guides but but actually videos the walkthroughs then and i I just load up i find somebody on youtube that that is that section and just to get me back past that bit and then i kind of give it up again um i do watch out for the missables occasionally if i'm really enjoying um like for example in spider-man collecting the backpacks um just to see if the in case there was any missable moments in that like through a certain um building inside that uh, you couldn't get there again um the one thing i i did do that was a bit um a bit off on a tangent but um i hadn't played um resident evil set i finished resident evil 7 last year but i hadn't played it in about five years and i i got a third of the way through um and i i I couldn't for the life of me remember what i'd done and what was the story so i actually watched somebody play all the way it it was about six hours in um and my god like how much better they played it than i did (laughs) um but but i actually found that oddly satisfying and um and, yeah, and then just, and just then dipped into that same um, YouTube video, um, like I say, when I needed help. But that was only a couple of times, I my add. So, yeah, I, I tend to just do it when I need help, which tends to be a, a few times in a game, really. Just to, uh, uh, just to suppose to finish that off, just imagine,
0: though, Pete, if we had had to figure it out uh, titanfall 2's run <laughs> without a guide or without watching videos on youtube um that would have been pretty horrific so i think there's definitely a place yeah, for that's
3: them that's true yeah, yeah definitely like there is definitely an interesting line because i um, even going back to back for blood so there's collectibles on that we ended up using a guide we're like I remember chris you were watching the videos and you were basically like sort of describing to us where we would find it um i think it's that it's the kind of that point with Dark Souls, where it's like, we we did the levels first on easy, and we did we, you know, we had a quick look for the we weren't like necessarily scouring every single part of the level, obviously we didn't find it Um, but I think it's that kind of thing of like, we had a go, we didn't find it, fine, now it's sort of okay to to look at a guide Um, I actually wanted to go back to Wayne, so Wayne, obviously last year, you you mentioned you um, got the full achievements for uh, Life is Strange uh, True Colors, so did you how did you do that? Did you do it organically? Did you follow a guide? Did you complete it and then go, oh, what have I missed?
1: I, I completed it and then went back over what I'd missed, actually, yeah, on the second playthrough, um, just, just for collectibles then. Um, but to be honest, there wasn't too many. That game was uh, set up very nicely in terms of just finding them organically. Uh, to be honest, it's not; they're not huge levels in that game, so you, you don't have to do that much exploring to actually find them
3: and then also this is like it's also just an interesting subtopic which i hadn't even considered because when i was referring to guides, i must be i was actually referring to text guides i much prefer a text guide like on i, I normally go to the psn profiles um or power Picks. they're quite too well known sort of like trophy um hunting guides uh, forums um and i i tend yeah i tend to like read over what is there and then if like I said, maybe if necessary at the end of the game, then go over what I've missed. I actually don't tend to watch video. I don't, I tend to like to be playing. I don't like to necessarily stop and then have to like put my phone to watch a video. Um, I think both of you, Chris, you've you've mentioned you watching a video for your thoughts. Well, what about you, Tom? Do you prefer text or video? Um, I'm text like,
2: like yourself, Pete, I would go for text. The only times I would maybe go for, um, video is something like, I remember like, um, sekiro and when, I, when i'm really really like stuck and i, I could not for the life of me f- figure it out and I, I i would go to maybe for like one of the bosses so be, like just a scene like a, a set thing specifically that i would just need to see someone how they did it um and then execute what they've done it, it, myself um, but yeah normally i'll go text that's what i normally use
0: interesting um i th- pete is that it from you have you got any other games
3: uh no yeah that's for me like i said that my my i've set my challenge
0: for the year i know what i'm
3: aiming for now and obviously i'll, I'll keep everyone updated how i'm doing
0: awesome good stuff tom what about you what you got yeah just quickly on that note of um
2: guides and playthroughs and stuff a friend of mine um rage she's just she, oh, don't rage quit as you might know her off of Twitch. She's got a YouTube channel called How to Souls, so she's really she's really good at Souls games, and she's only started it. I think it was about a week ago, but she is breaking down sections and tips and basically doing all of the all the Souls games. So if you, just a little shout out to her and it might be worth you checking out Chris if you're going to be doing all the Soul stuff. Just another another guide for you. Awesome. Um, but, but yeah, I've been playing. So the two main games I've been playing this month. uh, The solo game is is Guardians of the Galaxy, and the Souls Mate series I run uh, with Will and JT uh, and Jonathan. We play through. We're playing through for the Platinum on Demon Souls. Um, So currently, I've currently got uh, JT's got the Platinum now, and so has Will. And then I've got to get five more trophies for the Platinum so aiming to do that before elden ring comes out on the 24th i think it is or 25th of feb um but yeah so so that that like you were saying about guides and stuff that is like a collective team effort um on that part and jonathan and will are really good at my understanding and knowledge of the soul stuff isn't great. It, a lot of it confuses me and goes over my head. But they're really patient um, with me and they explain how to do things and where we need to go and that kind of thing, um, which is really cool because I still enjoy, it even though I'm not sort of looking at it myself and doing it, it's fun. It's a fun, it's almost like a group activity, if you yeah. know what I mean. like it's, it's, it's fun doing it all together. I'm
0: the same as you, Tom, to be honest with you. I mean, like I said, watching these guides, there is no way i would have figured anything any of these stuff out myself the, or you know i like i said with my original playthrough i got 47 of the plat- of the trophy uh trophies i should say there is no way i would have figured out how to get some of the different weapons or i've got co- the, the conversations or you know there's there's a bit where you kill certain npcs to get things you know and it's like you know you you, you some of the stuff and it's a lot the thing is again with the beauty of those games and you know for for people who want to dig into the lore of it all is that a lot of the stuff is so obscure you know and it doesn't explain things it doesn't hold your hands so you know it it is it it kind of rewards that curiosity and that exploration but at the same time it's um you know like i said there's there's a lot that you could potentially miss out on um which is like 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 me you know one, one mistake as well those games are brutal because
2: if you do something incorrectly you can then there's no like we were saying before there's no chance of getting that then again until you start another playthrough so it's it's yeah they, they can be brutal if you if you don't know what to do yeah that's
0: why i said this like um pete was talking about earlier on with the save um you know the, the sort of like the you can set up your own manual saves. The way that works is that so rather you know because it, it saves everything, everything you do. You know when you kill an enemy or if you do something, you buy something, you talk to somebody, or die, it saves something. So it it always recommends building like leading up to a bo- a, uh, a boss fight or doing something that you quit. So well you you quit out of the game, then you go to your dashboard, then you manually upload a save to the cloud. And then you carry on playing, and then if you carry on um, for a little bit longer, and then if you die in between that or something happens, you can then download that save, and it will take you back to that point where you manually uploaded it. So it's kind of like I suppose it's just it's creating your own save system within the game. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit it's a bit cheaty, but at the same time, it's quite clever how it works. I think. But yeah. And then the other thing I've been playing is Guardians of the
2: Galaxy. Um, I'm really. Uh... I'm really enjoying the game, but it's also been really buggy, and I've had some uh, uh, quite frustrating glitches where the games I've like been in the middle of a battle and I've pressed the special button and for special attack, and it's frozen, and I've had to re- restart from checkpoints. Um, the main one I've had is audio issues, so I've had a lot of the times when I'll know that someone's talking because my main character will be having their half of the conversation but I can't hear the other person or there'll be a little radio symbol that someone's on the radio talking to me but I'm getting no dialogue no audio dialogue from them Um, and that's been pretty that's been pretty much throughout Um, which has sort of taken the shine off of it a bit but with regards to trophies in that game um, right at the start very first level there's a trophy for you have to out basically getting put into a mini game and it's you and another character an NPC in the game and you're going through the level and they challenge you to be able to shoot more things than than you can so you find yourself going through the level playing the level but looking out for things and shooting them and there's a little score tally at the top and it just made me think I, I can't when I was doing it I was like I can't remember the last trophy I got which was obviously there are mini, ga- mini games within games for trophies, but not fluid. So not like where 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 you're actually in the process of playing the normal game, but there's a there's a trophy challenge that is taking place across an entire level. Um. So I was just that was my thing. I was going to talk about that and just say, like, has that happened? Can you remember any standout trophies where it's sort of been like? You have to maintain this across the level as you go in order to get it at the end.
0: Sort of like a game within a game,
2: if you yeah, mean. yeah, like not not like a mini game where you stop and you're like, right, I'm stopping the main game to to do a do a mini game, but a mini game that takes place fluidly through the, through the level from start to so the whole game is playing like normal. But this little sort of mini game is going on and then it's a trophy. if you do it, you get the trophy at the end, if you don't, you don't um I couldn't it just stood out i don't know why it just stood out to me. I was like, I can't
0: remember doing something like this for the life of me in another game. I can't think Pete, Pete, you're you more of a trophy expert than i am what what have you, can you think of anything
3: oh, i i've not I'm not sure gone. i haven't played played guidance i'm not I haven't even looked into what's what's necessary.
0: It, it's no, nothing. No, it's so... It, it is quite clever how it happens. Um, what did you think of the game itself?
3: Yeah,
2: I like it. I'm really enjoying... The, the combat elements are a little bit rinse and repeat. I, I mean, I'm, liking, I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying... I really, really like the puzzles. So there are sections where you... Where the fighting stops and you're in an area and each of your guardians um, has special abilities as such. And there are environmental puzzles that you've got to use your guardians to figure out the combinations of how to, how to get to the next stage. Um, I'm really liking that, and it, it, is, it is it is fun to play, and, I, uh, and it open It got me thinking about other franchises. Like we, I was talking to the. Um, to the chat on stream and uh, saying how cool it would be is like a, a, you could picture it as like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game where you played as the, the group of turtles and you can, the, the way of the action, the way the fighting is, is that you control one character in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but then you call out instructions to the other Guardians as they're fighting to attack people and do special moves. And one of them will hold one in place while you will attack it and that kind of thing and um, we were just thinking oh this, this whole and then when that action thing is over there's, there's the, the dialogue, the story and then there's these puzzle elements and I was thinking what other franchises would that be cool and yeah I was thinking it would be really cool of being, showing my age but I don't know if the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are still cool these days but to have a Turtles kind of game you can imagine the same sort of dynamic that like, would be really, yeah. really cool to
0: see Wayne's that. nodding his head
1: furiously at yeah, that well, point well you've got the new Turtles game coming out this year Shredder's Revenge isn't it? So I'm excited for that one. Um, how close is it to the Mass Effect combat? Have you played that? Is it similar? Because uh, that's what I've heard it compared to um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it,
2: if I'm being totally honest, I, I it's been a, a long, long time since I played Mass Effect. Um, so for me to say 100% definite, I'd be lying to our audience. But it is definitely. There's not really i can see why people are having that similarity there are there are moments of you know choices and dialogue and um i wouldn't say that the i wouldn't say that the action is as technical as mass effect it's kind of like there's not much thinking involved you you shoot you move and then there's little timers for your character for the other characters and as soon as that's available you're not spamming the attacks but you're like okay I press this, I press this, they're going to do that, I press that, I press that, they're going to do that. And you kind of, it's it's a lot more chaotic, it's not really like a cover-based shooter like Mass Effect um, can be in in that sense. not as tactical, Um, but I can definitely see why people are, are where people, I mean I said, I I tweeted out saying, after the first three hours of Guardians of the Galaxy, I I sent out a tweet saying, I've got an urge to play Mass Effect Legendary Edition now from it I don't, uh, and i don't know really why but i can definitely understand what people are making that connection
0: i think from my point of view um so it's the science fiction element obviously it's the you go it's your team base and and so you've got your different characters that you talk to and so that the comparison of that is and then also in between each chapter you end up going back to your main ship at diff, uh, different points and you you know the, the guard, the guardians themselves—they're constantly talking. They, I mean, you can never shut them up. <laughs> they're they're always talking about something. But to be fair, he's generally quite funny. They're always bickering amongst themselves, or this. The writing, yeah, it's worth saying, Chris, isn't it? The writing is really, good. yeah, like it's it's funny. So that's kind of uh, for me a comparison to like the Mass Effect one and two, whereby you do a mission, then you go back to um, oh god, I've forgotten the name of the ship. Bloody hell, um, Brian... Androm, no, <laughs> Andromeda was the one that no that was the no, was fourth one wasn't eight. it yeah um yeah. oh man play that anyway you go back to normandy yeah normandy, normandy thank you you go back to the ship and then you uh you know you have little conversations with the characters and stuff so they don't think there's in, in, in as much in-depth dialogue as there is in those games like you know different choices and you definitely can't shag anybody on in guardians of the galaxy uh oh, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um but i think like you said what so from my point of view, I'd got real, really no interest in this game at all when it was announced and when it came out. And then I started to see some of the reviews drop, and I think the Metro gave it 8 out of 10. The Metro notoriously harsh on games. So when they gave it 8 out of 10, I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll pay a bit more attention to this. And then more reviews came through, and I picked it up in a sale for 29 quid. And... For £29, it's, it is it is it's definitely an 8 out of 10 game. It's a lot of fun. In terms of the reason why I got no interest in it was because it's Square Enix who publish it and they did the Avengers game, which played a little bit of at EGX. And, it, you know, it's like the stuff at EGX. They always show like the best parts, don't they? So it was the opening level where you, you take control of all of the Avengers and they've all got different abilities. And it looked nice and it played nice. But then again, reading the reviews of that, sort of went the other way you know it put me off the game a little bit so i've never really played it um although wayner says that it's you know you can play through the single player and it's it's okay so and for that reason and so the other thing about guardians as well is in comparison to uh, the avengers is the facial likenesses aren't anything to do with the movie it's got it's got nothing to do with the movies at all it's the same characters you know you got peter quill rocket gamora etc um but facially they look different however the one thing that it does have from the movies is the attitude you know it's sort of like the writing is up there you know it's funny it's got some heart the music the music the star, the soundtrack is awesome and for, for somebody who loves 80s music and rock music um you know that you can when you're on your ship you can go to your, your stereo and you can put on any track that's within the game which is very cool but then there's also certain points within the game whereby it will play a certain music track which just you know it elevates that that particular level the what you were saying about the combat is pretty it's it's exactly right on on the 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 button really in as much as the each character's got special um, moves which you can upgrade and you can buy there's not loads of them i think there's like four or five per character um and each character's got their own ability so like Groot can capture enemies with his roots and hold them down while then you send off Gamora to slice them up or you send off Drax to throw a boulder at them and knock them down and you know he's got his own attacks and Rocket's more of an explosives guy you know and he's got guns and stuff um and peter quill himself he's he, he's got his guns um which you know you shoot with and you know he's got a little he's got little jetpack boots thingies whatever um so he's got his own abilities but it did feel a little bit whereby you would like you said tom you'd wait for the cooldown timer and he'd just be like right send them off to do all their stuff and you kind of it just did feel a little bit there was not a massive amount of strategy tries to introduce a bit of strategy to it but it's not that strategic if i'm honest with you it did feel a bit sort of you know okay just spam all the buttons until they fall down um i think if it was that alone it wouldn't be a good game yeah
2: It's, it's the fact that they they have gelled you know all the little bits together like the puzzle element the the action element then the good storytelling the music its its the combination of everything that makes it good right? yeah like, yeah
0: it's it's good at, it's good at different parts of the game and and graphically it's good you know there's three sec- uh, different choices you can have uh you can have a 30 frames per second 4k you can have a ray tracing 1080p mode or you can have a 1080p 60 frames a second which is what i played it on uh because i like to have that fluidity of movement and you know uh, it looks nice there's different parts within the combat as well where you can you can build up a meter and then you can do a huddle so uh for example you know you you you're uh, you build up a, a, some momentum and then you can call your team in then they'll have they'll talk at you and then you can pick one of two dialogue choices and if you pick the right one it will give you unlimited moves for the length of a song you know it, it'll give you unlimited special moves so it's really good i think it's 15 chapters the collect the trophies are really fairly straightforward mostly for completing the levels there's some combat ones in there which is what i missed out on a, you know uh, nothing major but just um you know it's it's triggering certain enemies to do certain things at certain times against specific enemies which is a little bit annoying but you know hey ho the collectibles one i've already talked about um so it's a fairly straightforward trophy and achievement if you're going to go for it um and it was enjoyable it was definitely an eight out of ten game it was fun um had like you tom experienced some bugs which was unfortunate uh the game crashed a few times for me did some weird things whereby like for example in the cut scenes the people in the background would appear blurred and and they just wouldn't look right so i had to reset the game for it to, to look p- correct um and then, like, you, some dialogue, uh, audio issues where the voices wouldn't be in sync with the audio. Um, so it's a bit of a shame, really, like I said. Because I think you, uh, you you were a bit more downbeat than I was about those issues. Because particularly if you're streaming it, then I can imagine it's going to, you know, it's not it's not a flow, is it? You're not getting into the flow of the game. Um, but not overall, but enjoyable. Uh, yeah. So I'd recommend it for sure. But uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. I would... It's it's weird. I would definitely
2: recommend giving it a go, but you kind of have to say that, and then the
0: caveat is but there are you you expect some issues, yeah, basically, yeah cool right and we're not going to forget wayne on this little journey so we're passing over to our resident expert uh trademark (laughs) um and um yeah so we're going to pass over to wayne to give us a bit of xbox and game pass roundup cool
1: yeah well i've um i've set my challenge for the year for myself to uh complete 12 games so one month and to hit the equivalent of 25 pound a quarter Um, So every three months, I have uh, Microsoft Rewards, which I did speak about on the last podcast. Now, uh, Microsoft Rewards, just to go over quickly, you earn um, points by just clicking on random things. You might earn five points for that, for searching on using Bing as a a search engine, or um, you can earn 50 points a day as long as you get an achievement and you get an achievement first and then you can click on the 50 points in the in the rewards app and, and get that and that's how you can do it quicker and there's also um, weekly rewards that can be higher point wise and uh, monthly ones well um, so in a month that uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition Hitman Trilogy and Rainbow Six Extraction all entered Game Pass I played a bit of Zook Tycoon, which was an Xbox one lunch title,
0: yeah, I remember that wasn't that uh, connect game as well? Uh, you could stroke your virtual hand tiger, <laughs> <laughs> which I think my wife walked in as I was stroking
1: something, and, and it wasn't the tiger, but anyway um, and yes, the weekly challenge on this one was to collect five different animal poos. <laughs> Really? It was. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh. I I need to know the animals. And so yeah, animals. so this game is very much in the same vein as like a, a theme park where you can um either see the park the uh, see the zoo from a top-down perspective or you can walk actually around it in third person and you go up to each animal pen and see if they're happy or not, feed them. I was feeding elephants bananas. And that's not an <laughs> euphemism. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then yeah I'll, so I, and I all I wanted to do was collect poo and the option was grayed out and I put an hour into this bad boy and then unfortunately it was the afternoon that the weekly rewards reset so I wasted an hour on that game and I deleted it off my hard drive straight away after that <laughs> Um also I um I for the first couple of weeks in January was in, in a bit of a game and lull, I was really tired from work and I was I, I, I didn't fancy playing any more Halo. I, I wasn't in the mood for a shooter. So I um I I, I just literally scared the game pass uh, page and found a title called Subliminal and didn't know really anything about it apart from the picture on the tile um, but it's um, it's a first person puzzle game that um, basically you pick up boxes and things to move around and if you pick them up in the background but bring your um, yourself um, backwards then that box can get bigger so it sort of changes the perspective of that box, and you have to—you might have to make like your box bigger to knock down a wall, for example, or to press on a button. And it, it very, very much then started reminding me of Portal, um, especially the opening few. They—they um, uh, they are like escape rooms where you have to figure out the puzzle of of, of getting out of there, of getting out the room. Um, but then and and to be honest i was playing for this this because i just wanted one achievement to earn my 50 points that day and i was playing it over half an hour and i was thinking come on i've got out of five rooms at this point when am i going to get through and all of a sudden i came out into like a hotel space that very much reminded me of like the shining you know the, the the like um Traditional wallpaper that looks ugly, sort of thing. And at that point, going back to our guide thing, I thought, sob this. I just need to get an achievement here." He's
0: <laughs> like, he's like a junkie. I just need my fix.
1: <laughs> and uh, and so looked up on a guide. Um, no, actually, just looked up the achievement list, and it was switch on a light switch in the hotel. And I literally walked oh. up to the wall, pressed A on the controller. And then, and then didn't play the game again. <laughs> and got my fifty <laughs> points. Um, to be honest, I did like while I played. It's just that I then got in the mood and, and got out of my gaming lore somewhat.
0: Just because uh, that's on PlayStation, Pete, and I know you're into puzzle games. Mm. Is this one you've heard of?
3: Yeah, it's actually, so I haven't played on PlayStation. I played it on PC when it first came out, and yeah, I have. I have played. I've completed it. I, I couldn't tell you achievements because, like I said, I, when I'm playing on PC, I don't say I don't tend to look at Steam achievements. Um, but like, wait, I, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's um, it's got a, you know a unique mechanic which, which you know is kind of reminiscent of Portal, but I think it's it's a different twist on it that you like hasn't really been seen in other games. Um, it's it's taxing enough without being complete, like um, you know, completely where, to the point where you have, don't have a clue what you have to do and you have to look up a guide to solve a puzzle. I mean, um. I wonder like Wayne I don't know how it was for you like I just, you might not have got to this point but I did like I played on PC and I think having the finer control of a mouse and keyboard did help with some other parts because obviously you've got to get things to a, sort of a particular size or to fit into a certain um, perspective. In order to like sort of complete the room, so I don't know if it was particularly tricky on a no, controller. It, or it,
1: it was. I was finding it quite clunky, to be honest, in terms of that control of bringing that perspective of whatever you was grabbing forward or backwards. Yeah, uh, one particular puzzle, I, I knew how to solve it, but I think I had four or five attempts to actually do it because of the I didn't feel like the level of control was there. So, yeah, um, the other um, games I've um, i started playing was one uh i actually read about while researching games for the fantasy critic and it was it's called nobody saves the world and it's on game pass and um it's a top down um role-playing game that's by the makers of uh, guacamole and it's um, it's very much in that same animation style, that quirky, really nice-looking animation style. Um, and it, but it's reminded me a lot of, like, Zelda a Link to the Past. Um, in it, you have... you literally change... Um, basically, you are a nobody to begin with. You are a blank, um, black-outlined, white character with a wand... That can uh, then, when you level up and you, as you progress through the game, you unlock different states. So one of the states you, you the first act you unlock is you, you turn in. You can use the wand and you turn into a rat, and then you can get in tight little tunnels and chomp people. And then as you go through, you you. you know, None of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, as you go through the game, you level up your chump, and um, you. It's um, like real life, really. <laughs> um, you, you like can press the button in certain ways because it's it's literally one button to attack, for, basically. But if you could do it in certain ways, you um, you poison them, and as you're going through the game, it's setting you quests on say. Um, poison 20 enemies before you finish them off and chomp them basically and it keeps giving you those quests as you go through and those quests unlock stars which unlock the doors for the next dungeon and um, it's a really really um, well polished game that I keep thinking about and. Um, I've kept going back to and coming back to something else we said earlier I'm also playing it on my phone on the commute so I get on I can play it on the tv but it's also playing and I'm not attaching my controller I'm playing it because it's quite simple in terms of the button like I'm playing it touch screen uh, as we go and yeah just just an excellent little uh, game. I've unlocked an archer, um, so I'm I'm shooting arrows at, at different bad guys now, and I've got out into the world, and it's um there's like quirky characters like a king telling me to sod off and all sorts of things. So yeah, it, it's really cool.
0: They made some interesting games. Uh, Drinkbox, I think uh, Guacamele I enjoyed. Uh, Severed was a game on the Vita. I don't know if you remember. Does anybody remember that, Pete?
3: No, I didn't have the Vita. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you've got really good. Um... Got good reviews, didn't i I never played it. The yeah,
0: Vita. so it's a bit of a dungeon crawler, but it was one of those where you used your finger. I mean, the the, the Vita was notorious, wasn't it, for trying to you know shoehorn its various. Um, control methods and things so but it it was one where you'd cast spells using your finger and you'd I remember furiously rubbing my finger on the screen to, to do different things and get rid of certain status effects and stuff like that but it was um because I think the the point of the game was you had actually had your arm chopped off um so it was but d- yeah they definitely make some interesting games I think this has been well we'll talk about the rating of it later on but it's been fairly well received yes. isn't it so yeah it yeah, it has, it has. I want to know about Halo, though, because I know we didn't really talk about it, and um, I sort of fell off the Halo train a little while. I must admit, I wasn't a huge fan of 5 and 4, loved 3, Reach, ODST, but then it kind of just, yeah, I think it lost its way a little bit, but I'm hearing good things about this one, so what is it?
1: Yeah, um, for me, it's the best Halo game there ever has been, and that's quite a feat over 3, to be honest with you. Um, It's... um, yeah basically the first opening levels are traditional halo you're going through ships you're cleaning the bad guys but it's that they finally 343 are finally given us um the gameplay to gameplay moments that feels as good as Bungie halos um once you get out of the ship you hit the open world um and i i don't as i said before i don't really get on with open world games unless it Unless weirdly um, you you don't have to drive through them or 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 you uh, basically I love prototype because you could fly through it. I also finished Superman Returns as an open world game um, because again you flew over the city and I, I just for some reason that clicks with me. But driving down a street left and then right doesn't doesn't just attract my brain basically. Um, but in this you generally can use the grapple hook to just move around and don't get me wrong. The grapple hook probably, uh, I've been leveling it up and you, you probably move forward about 10 meters a time, but there's something so satisfying about just getting up a mountain. Like literally, I've, I've, it must've took 20 to 30 grapples to get up a mountain, but you, you're there and you feel the achievement while you're doing it to get Um, to get to a collectible basically so you there's different collectibles there's audio logs um, and then there's spartan cores which that's what you have to collect to level up um, your grappling hook you've got the drop um, shield and um, and there's five different things to level up in there Um, but it is just once you get so the moving is fantastic but once you get to the shooting there's so many ways you can tackle it so now you can pick up um, they're they're sort of like big flasks with energy in that you just throw at the enemies that generally give you a one hit kill or you can um, you can obviously use your grenades, you've got different weapons and you can pick what weapons you want to go in to a, a different part of the map you have to unlock uh, FOBs which are forward operating bases which are the fast travel points then and once you've done that then you can literally just within I would say four seconds on the SSDs load up the next part of the map and do something else if you choose to Um, from those FOB bases um, you can um, pick what gun two guns you want to take out and also you can select a vehicle um, so you can select, and and basically yeah, you, you get in a vehicle and, and you can load it, you know, obviously there's no co-op at the moment so you can um, basically beep your horn at the troops and they'll get in it with you and they will help you um, t- to take out enemies as you're on the way to the next objective um, but it's just the shooting man it's just, um, just you know, it, it, the Destiny players kind of get this because you know nobody really can follow the story in destiny much anymore but it is the gameplay to gameplay moments and finally 343 seemed to have cracked that but the other thing is the story has got me and that is just although I'm probably I'd probably try and follow the Halo stories more than Chris do. Or I think if I asked him, they wouldn't have a clue on any Halo generally. Um, and I remember getting to the end of bits uh, of, bits of um, like Halo 4 and 5 and going, ah, oh, that's because of that. And Chris would be like, yeah, no, what are you talking about, Wayne? No, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, this one is very easy to understand. There's no real, um, there is in the audio logs, the background part. But again, you're just moving through area to area. There is bosses in a Halo game, and they're really well done. Um, and you have to learn their their um, their forms of attack and work around that. You might even have to change your gun because you find a, a gun works better on a particular boss. And um, yeah, I'm just um, I put twenty odd hours into the multiplayer already um, because of the gameplay feel. But I've now kind of moved on to the story. I'm playing a little bit of the multiplayer still with my boys. But for the last, um, say, 10 days, I've played this every night for two hours straight at least. And it's got its hooks in me. And it's been absolute wild that I can say a game's done that. Um, One thing that I have been doing now, coming back to Microsoft Rewards, is so you pick up this Spartan course that, unlock your upgrades Um, you get an achievement on the fifth level which is the total you can upgrade something Um, so for example another one is your thruster so you can press on RB button and just move straight quickly from right to left. I have held off on that fifth upgrade to get the next 50 points of achievement on Microsoft Rewards that that next evening and i wanted to ask you guys have you ever held back on getting a trophy for some reason
0: mm. tom you got anything oh,
1: uh,
2: not straight away nothing springs to mind let me i will have a think though way and if
0: something comes to me i'll, I'll jump in and say, what about you pete uh,
3: that's that's funny because that was that was one of, one topic I was thinking of myself. Um, so I have so, especially since the PS Five came out, um, and since they've added this automatic feature where you'll save a short video clip whenever you get a trophy, um, because like I said, I had been trophy hunting anyway. I'd started making the habit of uploading the little clip that comes when you get to Platinum. And like something of on my Twitter, and just like here, hey, here's, here's, here's. Look, I got a platinum. Look, see, I do really did do it. You know, everyone. <laughs> praise <laughs> um, me, praise me. Exactly, please love me. Um, but to that point, it, it. I I was just doing it without thinking, and then it came. I kind of realised that sometimes, obviously, the trophy at the end might be really dull. Like I I remember, like for control, I think the last trophy I got was like just like it's. Like quite similar in a lot of games, it was just like fully upgrading everything. So, so you know, still I still really enjoy control, but I just thought, oh, that's such a boring video, just me in a in a menu pressing X. Oh, it just it, it pops. Um, so I must admit, I do now actually, especially when near the end of the game, I do think what will be would look better. I don't want it to be necessarily be you finished the game because that could be a spoiler. I don't want to, I don't want to show you know, I don't want to show like people the end cuts because that's a bit. That's a bit annoying, um, and at the same point, I don't want it to be something boring where it's just like a black screen or something. And, uh, and that sometimes that's unavoidable, but there's definitely times um, when I thought actually, out uh, of the trophies I got left, that trophy will probably look interesting. I'm going to save that for the last one. I think that's the only instance where when I've done it.
2: Yeah, I've never, I've never given it much thought. I probably will now, though.
1: Wayne's mentioned. <laughs> When when looking at Pete's Twitter feed and seeing on a Saturday night at you know right prime time that he just completed a game all of (laughs) a sudden, that could that could be my challenge for the year is to get the coolest
2: platinum, to get get a cooler platinum than Pete.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So but I I must admit I've played a little bit of Halo multiplayer because it's the it, like I said the, the multiplayer is free to play so I've played that with uh, Wayne I've played a few games and it it, it is addictive it, you know it's very fast paced it, it does the modes that we've played and it are very good um unusual some a couple of them but you know it's it's very cool um so I am I must admit a little bit jealous of of this one um but yeah there we go um anything else on the cool. Xbox That's it sweet right so um coming towards the end of the show but um just anything that we're looking forward to in the coming month of february i mean looking at the release schedule it's there's some uh, big games coming out these are just a few from the top of my head that i will pick and if there's anything else that you want to jump in on is there anything that you will go in day one so i say name a few games here so fourth of february you've got dying like two um then you've got Uh, just jumping forward a little bit the 18th of February Horizon Forbidden West
1: that's it straight to the PlayStation I
0: know well you know um, and then the 25th of February you've got Elden Ring you know like I said highly anticipated are there any other games that in February you're looking forward to um, which will make you drop what you're currently playing and just go straight for them Uh, I will go to Pete first
3: uh, yeah we've mentioned already i'm really looking forward to Sifu um it's it's got a great um martial arts style um so i'm a big fan of martial art films anyway um i think it looks really fun i don't know like how well that's going to translate to when you're actually playing it because it's obviously when you're looking in trailer and they're, they're pulling off flawless moves it looks really great um but yeah I'm really look forward to that i think you've already said it i have i um, we look for the Elden Ring. I've already pretty much bookmarked that in for my uh, game beginning with E for my for my challenge. I know I, I appreciate that might be quite a long long one, but even but having said that, you know it's it's come out that I think to complete the main storyline takes around thirty hours, which is I I think is plenty. Some people have been commenting they don't think that's long enough. Um, so I think that that sounds fairly doable. Sounds good. Um, what about you, Tom?
2: Yeah, for me, I'm trying to, I want to get Guardians of the Galaxy finished by the 8th um, for Sifu. And then, again, like, it's basically echoing exactly what Pete was saying. Hopefully, we're going to get the last five trophies for uh, Demons, Souls, and then move on to Elden Ring um, starting. So, yeah, so hopefully, by the the time we record the next episode, I would have started
0: uh, Sifu
2: and started Elden
0: Ring. Yeah, seafood's definitely interesting. Just don't know really anything about it, like you said, apart from a few cool videos that we've seen. I like the style, like you've said, Pete, and uh, got my eye on it. But uh, it's is it, it, is it the plus game? I don't think it's plus. No, no, no. no it's no. Um, but it's it's kind of one of those where it's not like a full price sixty pound game. Is it? It's like I think it's thirty five pound. It's a it's an indie. It's sort of like an indie title yeah if that's the best way of putting be it be interesting to see um so yeah for, in terms of continuing with the trophies and whatever like i said i'm dark souls um so there's i think there's 19 sections of this video guide that i'm watching and i'm currently on number eight they're only about 30 minutes each which doesn't sound a lot but when you're sort of like watching and then doing it you can double it basically do you know what i mean so um i reckon that's going to keep me busy uh until the middle of february then i'll probably want to move on to something completely different like a shooter or something uh so i've got the outer worlds to play and um maybe i'll try doom eternal but in terms of that you know elden ring it's one that I will I'll wanna play, but I don't think there's any point in me getting it until I've done all the other <laughs> from software games. Um uh, Horizon, yeah, that's I'll be interested in that for sure, uh, because I really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. Um be interesting to see how Dying Light Two does. Um which leads me on to our next um conversation is about Fantasy League. Pete, do you wanna explain what Fantasy League is?
3: Yeah, sure. So this is a website. It's fantasycritic.games um, and what it is, it's a fantasy league where rather than picking um, a sports or team players, you're picking um, video games based on what you think the critic reviews will be. Um, so it's not about, you know, It's not you're not picking your favourite games, you're not picking games that you think will sell the best, what you think will review the best. Um, so what it is, it uses OpenCritic, which is um, very similar to Metacritic. It's just another sort of review aggregation site uh, to to take the average score from from critics uh, and give you points based on how they score. Uh, so we ran, yeah, we ran this last year, the, the four of us. We had our own little private league going. Um,
0: we, yeah, we've already hinted it, but Wayne was the winner. He,
1: yay <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a bu- you have a budget um, as well don't you
0: so you, you know you pick your games and then you can bid for games and there's a counter pick as well
3: yes so yes so how that works is that you're taking turns picking games um and then like chris said you have a certain number of slots uh that you pick in the initial draft and then you can fill in the rest of slots as uh the year progresses because games can come out that weren't announced at the beginning of the year uh, and then you've got to try and avoid games that won't come out that year because then you'll see you'll, you'll score zero points for that and you won't you won't get anything for it. Um, and then each uh, manager gets to pick a counter pick which is one of the games any of the other managers have chosen um, and you think are actually going to perform poorly. Uh, so. For, for better or worse, basically, the, the Fantasy League takes 70 as the average, which I know is a bugbear for some some people, you know, 50 should be the average, but anyway, it takes 70. average. So anything over 70, you score points, anything under 70, you lose points. Um, and then, it's like, so last year, Wayne was quite comfortably the winner, I think, in the end, he got 183 points for the full year uh followed by my myself 128 points uh t- tom 122 points and then and last place was chris 105 points um so yeah this is this is like honestly it's good fun it's it's a lot of fun to sort of thing to sell with your friends um we've we set it up this year so we now have two counter counter picks so you have to pick one in the draft and then we have to pick one later on during the year uh, we have also made it so that when someone's bidding on a game before they're normally uh, a private bid so you wouldn't know that someone's bidding on it, but we've made it um, a public bid so you know when people are been against an attempt to like you can try and outbid them and try and steal steal games from them that you think you're going to review well um, and yeah and it's, it's just a fun little diversion for us
0: so what I find or f- hilarious is that i think pete uh picked elden ring last year i think it was his first pick yeah. <laughs> and because i came last it was my first i got the first pick and guess what game i picked everybody um so you know it's gonna be interesting yeah i <laughs> got <on>. yeah i've <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's exactly that. So like I had Elden Ring, had it locked in for the whole year and then in the end it didn't even come out and then I got nothing for it. And it's because the year before I um we did we did one of my work and I, I had Cyberpunk. And again for the whole year I was thinking it's gonna be a surefire bet, I'm gonna get loads of points for it, and then it came out. It was yeah. Bit of a turkey.
0: Yeah, one of the highlights as well, towards the end of the league, uh or, or the end of the year I should say, that um Pete thought he was sorry, Tom thought he was gonna, you know, get a few easy points with the grand theft auto trilogy definitive edition <laughs> <laughs> which ended up getting a critical score of 54 uh that was that was unbelievable yeah, yeah. so
3: the lo- unbelievable. the lowest scoring game that was picked last year yeah
0: it got nailed by that um but um yeah I, it, it like you said it's interesting because at the start of the year i mean some games yes you know or you've got a general idea i mean like you know you're going to get some points with and we take it in turns to pick as well so like you know um we can't all monopolize the um you know the, the good game shall we say so we've all got we, what we what we know is going to be a really good game so like Elden. We're not Microsoft. No, exactly. Yeah. So, Elden Ring is going to be, you know, you would imagine a really high, highly rated game. Um, and then you've got God of War, which is going to be a highly rated game. You would imagine, if you know, as it when it gets released. Um, and then Horizon Forbidden West. You, you, those are going to be the huge, big games. So, but then there's it, it, once you start to sort of like pick the big games, and then it dro- drops off a little bit. And I Tom, I think you struggled a little bit with some of your game picks, haven't you? I mean, you've picked the the fewest games out of everybody. Um, um, look, Pete. Fair play to you. You've picked. You've used all your slots so far. Uh, uh,
3: I'm going big. I yes, I picked quite a lot of games that I I had um booked in for last year, but then didn't come out. Um, yeah. One thing I did mention is that if it gets if the game is formally announced that it won't be coming out, you you can drop the game for free. But if it never if it if they don't never publicise when it's coming out, then you, you have to keep hold of it. And that's what happened to me last year. I had a bunch of a few games that just never came out and I'm now hoping it will come out this year
0: yeah uh, and also very ballsy move um, uh, you because I think this is probably one of the, the more interesting parts of it Other the counter picks because it, like yeah. you said if you pick something that's on well, you know uh, say somebody else's list um, you're basically hoping that it gets a shit review that's kind of what you, the, the, what it boils down to well, isn't it as is
1: well that they can't drop it oh right like that, yeah, that, it yeah. doesn't,
0: that it doesn't come out at all so Pete, very ballsy. You've gone with Starfield. Um, yes. Yeah, so,
3: so this is Wayne, Wayne's second choice of game behind Breath of the Wild 2. And I must say, Breath of the Wild 2 is, is another one. I, I'm, ta- I'm definitely taking a gamble with this. This could come out and be absolutely fantastic. It's certainly well hyped. I am gambling on it not coming out this year. It's... I Wayne's... <gasps> <what, when's the, laughs> <laughs> Killed off Wayne. Um... It's, it's a game we've seen very little, like next to nothing in terms of like gameplay. It's, it's got. I know it's got a firm release date in November, but it's just, it just strikes me as one that's going to slip to February or March next year, uh, twenty twenty three. I, that's my, yeah. that's my feeling.
2: I was gutted when I saw you got that counter pick ahead of me because that was the one I was
1: going gun- for. So I think that is the one that's nailed on, um, and I think Breath of the Wild Two is more likely to get. one delayed only because that if you remember originally although horizon was this as well that horizon was supposed to come out last year and, and missed um but originally the rumor when bethesda were owned by themselves the rumor was that starfield was due out last year and um so that's why and they did a ballsy move um announcing the release date 18 months in advance but I'll be honest and say my whole competition this year, I think, revolves around that game, <laughs> virtually, <laughs> on whether it's bad or good. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting. And also, I mean, so that in terms of the game's released, uh, you've got Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which, Pete, you've picked. Uh, these are the upcoming releases. Dying Light 2, Wayne uh, has got Ollie Ollie World for Wayne, Sifu for Tom... Um, I went with Total Warhammer 3 because why not I've no idea but Henry, Henry Cavill likes it apparently so uh, if it's good enough for him it's good enough for me was uh, <laughs> yeah, that your whole reasoning for picking it? it was yeah because <laughs> I'd heard Henry Cavill likes he's looking forward to it's, it's his most anticipated game of the year apparently so why not uh, and then you've got Horizon Forbidden West which uh, Tom has got Destiny 2 The Witch Queen for Wayne
1: aka okay, Destiny 3
0: apparently Oh, um, Elden Ring for me um, and then rounding off the month you've got um uh oh, actually no next month isn't it march these are for um for Pete's, which is gran turismo 7 and tri- uh, triangle strategy which i've known nothing about we'll talk about more, those more and we'll give an update where we are but a- as it currently stands uh in terms of games released so uh bringing up the rear uh tom hasn't got any games released for this month so far
1: but he has got horizon so yeah
3: horizon I, C- I think there's gonna be a strong february for tom
0: oh yeah definitely uh and then Br- uh, wayne after that and he went with uh tom clancy's rainbow six extraction which i was a bit surprised at because that's you know just above the sort of like the um the point of it's got two points so far for you so that's mm. not great um and nobody saves the world which like i said is respectable with um you've got ten points with that so you've got 12 so far
1: I'll be honest and say what I felt like with my list was I needed more that was definitely coming out in this first quarter so I've kind of tried to be working on that in terms of my bids mm. uh, I can say that now now I've got nearly all the from lined up <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also I because Wayne pinched a load of Nintendo stuff last year so I've gone big with nintendo this year banking and hoping that splatoon 3 comes out i've already gone with uh, pokemon legends which again has got respectable score i've got kirby and the forgotten land come in as well at some point um but no i'm then th- um second with 14 points uh, and then um leading the way so far is pete who picked uncharted legacy of thieves which actually i scored i think scored highly or higher than i expected they're, they're good games but i've heard that this isn't these aren't the best sort of like remasters um i haven't really watched any of the digital framed videos but you know they're uncharted games and they are good so
1: i've heard really good things about them being 60 frames per second playing really well yeah way, so
0: Fair enough. And Pete, should we... Well, should we let your revelation... Should we let people know or not? <laughs> because you, you might get fired um, if you, you tell people, have you played an Uncharted game before? Or, or Other than the Vita one? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've only played Uncharted 1. Yeah, much to my shame. See, the funny thing was that I didn't particularly get on with it. I, I, oh, I Getting I, sacked I in the know. morning. I know. I know. Um <laughs> I don't. I don't want to spoil. Oh, it's so old now. Am I spoiling anything if I ever talk about what happens in the third act? I just wasn't expecting
0: what happened in the third act. I can't I even like, remember, what? and I've played through him about three, four, oh, four times.
3: he goes into the like the Nazi tomb or whatever it is, and there's like zombies, and, and oh yeah, just yeah, yeah. His tone really. So I, I, just wasn't expect. I wasn't expecting. It's a bit like you know when Indiana Jones something goes overly supernatural, and you're like, what? Hang on. It was a bit weird. Um so yeah I've yes I know 2 and 4 are very highly regarded Uh, I do want to play them at some point I mean to get to pull it back onto topic as well like um, I planned them the V to 1 but I absolutely detested playing it and crushing which is the hardest to say I just just didn't enjoy it at all yeah I think that's another thing that's kind of put me off
0: yeah, I think there's a few time-based ones with those games as well, which I, cause I had a look into them, and I'm sure that there is with maybe some of the later games. There's some doing the some of the levels on in a specific time, so um, they've kind of put me off. I don't. I, I did the platinum for. Um, oh fuck! I've just forgotten it again. What was it? The the DLC one. Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Thank you. Um, and that is up there as one of my favourite Uncharted games because uh, the you know it hasn't got Nathan Drake or Sully in it, and it's you know focuses on two other characters, um, and it's because it's a more it's again it's, I suppose it's a bit like um, the Miles Morales deal DLC side game, whatever you want to call it is. It's a more sh- shorter, it's a more focused experience. And it's the, one of the first... Uncharted 4 did do it to a certain degree, but this kind of plays around a little bit with a small open world that you can explore and do stuff with. Um, and it's great, it, I mean, the, the writing, the dialogue. So, and I, But like I said, I played that and platinumed that version last year Um do I want to play it again with the all be- bells and whistles? Wait, where, does, where does that,
2: Chris, where, I haven't played
0: it, but where does that fall into the timeline of the four? Uh, it's after four. Yeah. Oh, it's after four. Yeah, because oh, okay. yeah. the characters are already established at that point. But it fo- like right. I said, it focuses on a couple of other characters. Um, now, it's is, it is it's an awesome game. It really is. Um, and, but the thing with Uncharted 4, is, and again, I replayed that not that long ago. Um, is that Uncharted 4 is a really good game, but it almost feels a little bit like kind of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. You know, it's one too many endings. It just feels like it didn't... You know, the Naughty Dog were saying that this is going to be the last one, but it didn't know when to end, so there's a little bit of bloat on the end of it, I felt, personally. It's a great game, and it's got some amazing set pieces, but it did feel like it just kind of didn't know when to finish it properly, so... Anyway. And that
3: segues nicely onto a controversial topic with with the Legacy of Thieves collection. Is that despite being two games, it's only one platinum? Is it? Yes, I didn't know that. Fa- oh wow! Yeah, exactly. So this was this was definitely um, a sign point for like dedicated trophy hunters that despite being two games, the the um, the Lost Legacy trophies all got relegated to being DLC trophies. So there isn't, there isn't a plan for completing Lost Legacy. You only get the plan for completing Uncharted 4. Which is like, yeah. never why, why they would do that. What was the choice behind doing that? Yeah, it's an odd one. There, there is some precedent. So like when Telltale did the collection, did the definitive collection of the Walking Dead games, that got reduced, despite being like, what, three, four games, it got reduced down to one platinum. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it, I remember it definitely didn't go down well when that the came
0: out. Um oh, that's interesting um so yeah is that, is that on your uh, you know t- at some point to play this year for you uh, i can't think of any other you games
3: yeah you's good one i
0: think you know, though
3: there, there is actually another U have got in mind but i uh, uncharted 4 certainly i think will, will be but i like you said chris it's I'll, i might have to like do some research on how how hard crushing is and how hard the speed run one is I, i've gathered but two quite hard ones
0: yeah um, I think the the thing with um just finishing it off with doing the lost legacy, I nearly forgot the free name again with doing lost legacy because I'd <laughs> already it's lost. I know because I'd already completed it because I'd already unlocked certain things and you can buy you know uh, the ability to unlock different weapons and every weapon in the game you know when you finished it. so because I'd done that, I could buy a rocket launcher for you know when i wouldn't have normally got a rocket launcher so it helped me to get through that crushing difficulty um but it's definitely Mm. challenging it it is um it was a pain in the arse in places but um i was highly recommended anyway and i think with all of that we are coming to the end of our show um we failed in one respect hopefully we've entertained you but we we have gone a little bit over two hours, um, but like uh, you know, I'm not going to set a time limit on these. That's just kind of a personal thing, um, just I suppose for us uh, in terms of recording and everything. But hopefully, you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you have, please give us some feedback. That'd be cool. Um, if you want to find me, I'm at Dastardly Jabby on Twitter.
1: Uh, Wayne, where are you? I'm at Jetset did it, and I've unlocked my profile now, so you can. Uh, there you go. So if
0: you want to stalk Wayne, you can. Um, <laughs> Pete, what about you? Uh, at tatsun which is T A T underscore S U N underscore. Uh Tom.
2: I am at Tom Merritt, and you'll be able to see me linked to the tweet I'm sure that'll we'll go out about the podcast.
0: Yeah, and we'll put all everything in the show notes, all the games, like all the fantasy league stuff and um, you know, everything we've talked about and all your contact place places of contact and um just want to say thanks to you guys for, for joining me and chatting it's been really fun and like I said hopefully we do this every month and then we can um, catch up it's just a nice way for us to catch up really isn't it so hope you well I should say we'll be back next month hopefully you guys will be back you might go away and think well that was
1: a load of shit um, I must admit halfway through the show I forgot I was doing a podcast and I just thought I was talking yeah. to my parents. well that's, so that's that's the good go, go. good thing isn't it so
0: Pete, Tom are you coming back next time
2: oh 100% I'll be here I'll be here on my own Just <laughs> if no one else turns up <laughs>
3: I have to talk about my agency
0: fees. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Now, if you go to um, the website, which is uh, 60mw.co.uk, and then if you use the drop-down box for all the podcasts, there's tons of them. We do loads of different podcasts. Um, And you'll find us there and uh, everything else. And then if you follow us on Twitter, which is at 60mwpodcasts, um, then, if you follow that, it will notify you of when the, the, all the shows have come out, and also um, all the competitions and things that we give away. Um, so there you are. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have I missed anything out? I always miss stuff out. Mm. No, all good. Been good. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thanks to you guys, and thanks for listening. And we'll be back next month. See you later. Bye guys. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>